and the rent is still high. I'm thinking like, ah, you live in the Bronx. Ah, you, ah your shit kind of low because it's you know, the Bronx is like oh, no. on some Thailand shit. It's a little rough up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the, on some elephant the, graveyard the, and Lion the, King shit. <laughs> yo, certain parts of the Bronx look nah. like the slums of Thailand. So. No, I get you. I, I mean, I be in the I'm working in South Bronx. But here's the thing: I'm from New Jersey, South Bronx. So South, I'm laughing South, because the the Bronx and Brooklyn thing is a back and forth. But I is. asked, I'm like, yo. Y'all just be like this because that troop. Like, y'all don't want to go up there That's and they don't want to come down here. That's all it is. Bro, he'll tell you, I used to be in the bunk for WV. Like, like I, used to, I used to be in a company on network marketing and I said, how do we do presentations up in the Bronx? So my team was up there. I live in East New York. They was in Fordham. That's mm-hmm. like an hour and a half, hour full time. I was going there every night, coming home at like one. I believe it. So trust me, I know. I don't not. I was not enjoying that shit, but I had to be done. You know what I'm saying? I gotta do what I gotta do. They do have pretty women though. They do have yeah, really appealing lot. women. It's a lot. If the I would have maids if I lived in the Bronx. <laughs> I know this. I know this. Like that's how we started. I love it. I, I, I seen some women every time I go to the Bronx. I'm like. <laughs> Wait, are we already started? Is it already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, look. Before, before I do the real intro, I just want to say, that's a fact, though. The Bronx do have a lot of beautiful Wait, women. Wait, it's a fact that you would have AIDS or <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of beautiful women? Both. Because, okay, okay. Nah, look. Yeah, I concur. Our neighborhood in East New York is trash. Word? It's trash. I'm not, look, if you live in East it's New York and you're a woman, trash. it's trash. I've yeah. seen some Trust gems. Me. I've seen when, some diamonds. What, like bro. once every 45 days? That's still not bad, though. That's yeah. a horrible that's ratio. Gems, that's a month and a half, bro. Bro, when I used to be in the Bronx, literally, for, I mean, the area was kind of ratchet, but that's not the discussion right now. Yeah, the discussion exactly. is how they exactly. look. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. Every time I went to the Bronx, I've... I've consistently seen beautiful women. Yeah. Whether they were black, mostly Hispanic. Yeah, mostly. I'll be fair. But over here is like mostly gargoyles. <laughs> so it's like crackheads around here, man. It's, it's what it is. You walk to the L train on Sutter and you walk down that strip on Sutter and it's just, it feel like it's fucking Walking Dead, huh? Yeah. But yo, welcome back, Terry Mack. Welcome back, my, my guy. Brother. I'm glad to be here. For sure. Thank Glad you for having me. It's been a minute, man. It's been um, <clears throat> we are in, we are about to be in November. The last time we had you was on um, I think it was April, around April. I can't remember the month. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it's around April. It's been a minute, man. You got a lot of things going on. Um, welcome back once again. Thank Congratulations you. on the new album. Facts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Before we Facts. start, I want to give y'all y'all flowers and say. One, I'm a big fan of the production that y'all been doing with this and the individual productions that y'all started. So I want to show that to y'all. One, because one, I'm a creative, so I champion people's like passions. Yeah. And two, I like people who execute. You feel me? And yeah. I see y'all executing. So appreciate just that. letting you know that y'all are seen. You feel me? Appreciate it. Appreciate that. We definitely appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, a lot of folks don't get their flower. Like and plus, I mean, the flowers, we're going to get them over time. But when you in the I weeds really appreciate it. That you Sometimes notice that because we all up in the production. We've been adding a couple things. Gonna start filming a couple more things. You know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. Yeah. But yeah, he got views. I got Nico's talks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that for you sure. Got it. But um, my guy, man, your um, your album just dropped. Yeah. Recently, man. How you feel? I, I feel mean, good well too. I feel good. I mean, well too. Are you still down? Uh, it was a chapter that needed to be closed. Mm. I feel good because it's out. 
Um, but I'm like, I'm focused on what's next. Mm-hmm. I feel like I needed to put it out just to get that part of my life, like take what I needed from it and close that chapter. Um, and I'm happy like I have updated music so people can understand like the level of music that I can make. So I'm, I'm getting good reception. It's like um, One Eyed Kitty. Yeah. That's my shit. That's my shit, bro. I be driving <laughs> around to that shit, shit like I Remember just that heard. Video it. I posted? Yeah. yeah, 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 man. And I got Blasting. more like that coming. But uh as far as the project, I'm just happy because it took a lot. It took a lot to get it out. Even when when it was supposed to drop, they messed up my release. So the right. title was wrong. So right. that kind of stagnated stuff. But I, I didn't mm-hmm. even look at it like it was a bad thing. I'm just like, yo, it just shows like this was important because it took it was like so many hurdles to get over to put it out. So right. So, like, now that it's finally out, you said that it's a chapter closed. So, what's this new chapter that you're embarking on? Cause, I mean, it's your first album. You feel like... Second what? album. Yeah. I don't even really oh, consider... second album? I don't even consider this... This is, this, this is part two, but I don't even consider both of those albums, for real, for real. Mixtapes? Mixtapes projects. Because um, I didn't really put, like... I put time and investment to it, but I didn't put album level time and investment to it. I feel like if I'm making an album, I might block out two years. Mm. And like, this is what I'm focused on. On some J. Cole shit. Yeah. On some Kendrick shit. Yeah. So, um, but they're, they're, I just call them projects. Today, everything's confusing. Everybody got mixtape projects, EP. Yeah, I just yeah. call them yeah, compilations. What is really an <laughs> yeah. album compared to a mixtape? Because before, mixtapes was something you wasn't making money off of. Yeah. yeah. But now there's streams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before, albums was something that was like, all right, you produce it yourself. Well, not yourself, but like, you got like your own beats. Mm-hmm. There's like, um, you invested more money into it. Mm-hmm. But like, really, what does that mean now? It's, 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 everything is kind of intertwined because of the streaming age. Because uh, before, with mixtapes, you, you had to download somebody's mixtape. You know right. what I mean? Um, but now, if everything is digital, it's like all right, the the lines are blurred. Even with EPs, right. people be putting out EPs, but they be the length of an album. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. And vice versa. Yeah, people be putting out albums and they be kind of as short as an EP. Like seven songs, like Kanye West, uh, Pusha T, Nas, yeah. Tiana. All, mm-hmm. all they shit was like seven songs. And I feel like with people's attention spans now, that's like a, a good little pocket. I think seven to ten is cool. Yeah, yeah. but then you also got niggas like Chris Brown that released forty five songs yeah. and shit go crazy. And that's a that's a move that's though. A, that's a calculated move as far as with how streaming. Exactly, works. exactly. That's so right. it, yep. it's all like everybody's learning right now. Even the labels is learning because the labels didn't really anticipate all of this stuff happening. So a lot of times they don't really know what they're doing. They just right. have a bag so they can put bags behind things, but they playing trial and error too. Right. Um. Yeah. So. With me, I'm 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 just like it's I I name it as far as like the length or the what I put into it. Um, an album. If I say I got an album coming, we know not you might to not see, see you. me for two years. Yeah, yeah, cause you gonna be in the stool. I might I might be in the stool for two years straight. I might have a song that I've been on, sitting on for a, a year and a half that I gotta go in on a production or I gotta change something. I might have. 300 songs recorded because that's how people's albums like the the level of investment it goes yeah, into you just it hand mm. choose. Cause i remember i was uh i was watching a meek interview and he said he had like 200 300 songs recorded for his last album and i'd be having that amount of music recorded but not intentionally for one project so yeah. i feel like if i'm working on albums like these next two years everything is intentional for this project whether it's the concept or the sound or the production um now i'm kind of just like 
I'm a I'm a up in, I'm a rising artist. I won't say up and coming. I'm rising. I never call myself an up and coming artist. Right. Um, but as I ride rise and gain like my community of people who support, I'm also keeping in mind like um, attention span. So I'm probably like That's I'm a, a new artist. Thing. I'm not gonna put out a 20 track project because you don't know me. Right. But if I have a song that you like, all right. It's like I like this dude. I might listen to him. And I have another song that you like. Yeah. Then I have four songs you like, four singles. Then you might check out a seven song project because I'm consistent for five songs. Right. Um. So to bring it back to this year, like I tweeted the other day. I said this year was kind of like advertising. It was trial and error to see what works for me because I was I was out of music for two years. When I was doing music before, like I was still in, still selling CDs, like right. you know, I was still doing stuff as, as far as streaming, but I was still one in one foot in digital, one foot like on the ground. So now we're just learning the digital space. What's your thoughts on streaming versus hard copy? Because I know that with streaming, like it depends on the platform, but they give you like a very small yeah. decimal. And I mean, for folks that that. You know, that album sales are not really selling them. The streaming may be beneficial, but it's like, you're also still, like, it's also a downside. You're also getting, like, 0.00085% per stream. You got to get, like, a fucking million streams to get, like, a thousand sales equivalent. Yeah. Okay. Like that. okay. Yeah. Depending on the platform. It, it, there's pros and cons to it. I think it's all of, like, all about what you want out of it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um... Because the, the pro is... Exposure. Exposure and you're direct to consumer. When people were selling CDs, you had to pull people out to a store. They had yeah. to leave their home... And be willing to buy. To right. go and pay for a CD yeah. for like $15. Or oh, you got to buy them both. That they don't even know if they're going to like. $14, $15. Now you pay, what, yeah. 5 bucks a month? Pay exactly. 10 bucks a month. Stream one song if you like it. Yeah. But the one of the, the hardest part is in the just in the creative space... And y'all, y'all see it with social media, everything is just it's so saturated. So now a people's attention spans. Super. So it, it plays both sides because a person can, all right, you have a project, they might stream one or two songs. Mm-hmm. I like it. But they their level, their, their, their time period to evaluate and invest is shorter because, all right, they're focused on this, but they also have their favorite influencer or their favorite like YouTube couple or other a hundred other artists <laughs> that they listen to. Um, so what's just pros and cons? As a, a rising artist, like I just I see the value in building just different communities on different platforms, and then trying to transfer that to something that's a standalone. Cause say Spotify goes down, or say YouTube goes down, or Instagram do- goes down, a lot of us creators are kind of like yeah. shit out of luck. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause our brands is most prominent on those platforms. On on yeah. On in a social space, but it's like how can you transfer that to all right, people will come and see me. Now. Manual hustle, right. yeah. Exactly. So that's why you, you kind of have to have that in there somewhere. Some people was lit on the internet and they can't sell a t-shirt or merch and they can't sell out a That show. happened recently. That happened, um, I forgot the I forgot the girl's name. It was a big story. I know exactly who you're talking about. It was a white girl. She had like, I don't know. I'll never know who she is to this day. I think She I probably got like two to five million in that range and she was selling t-shirts. She barely sold a hundred. Yeah. And it was a big story. Like, you got all these followers. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you didn't buy them because you got the likes, I suppose, but nobody's supporting your shit. Yeah. So, like, what is it really for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what What are the people who follow you, what are they invested to as far as your, your brand? Right. It's like, you can 
That person can have two million followers only sell like fifty shirts, but you can have somebody who has a thousand followers and they will all pay for their for their merch. They will all come out to their show. So all right, you could survive off of that. So it's just really what you're in it for. You know what I mean? Some people want the accolades and want the larger number. I'd right. rather people who support and like resonate with what I'm doing. For sure. Yeah. Even with this platform, you got people who resonate with what y'all talk about. Right? Yeah. On on a deep level, or people who just support because it's like something cool, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. So you take it, you take it all in 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 stride, but it's all like based on what you want out of it. That's a piece of that's a piece of Instagram and this social media shit that I've been trying to figure out because it's big talks about like the algorithm changing and how do you get the attention? Because sometimes you'll post a picture and it'll get fucking three hundred likes quick. And then you post a fire one and they get like 89. Mm-hmm. So obviously people not seeing it. It's not that like it's not fire. It's just like Instagram's literally not showing it until two days later. Mm-hmm. Literally. So what I've been trying to figure out is like how the fuck do I get like how do I translate this 3,000 followers to more views, more clicks? Cause it's folks that I know, like my boys Tossy. And um Andy um and fucking uh Ness where they only got like one maybe like a thousand five hundred followers mm-hmm. but they'll throw a platinum jam party and it'd be packed with like five hundred people mm-hmm. a lot of niggas can't do that it's a guy named um I forgot his name but he only probably got like two thousand followers on um, on Twitter mm-hmm. and he throw parties and his shit it'll shake the whole city up but then you got niggas with ten k that can't fill out a room you know what I'm saying always niggas like um. My boy P and Kami, but like they platform is building. They got like twenty six thousand on 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 Instagram, but they throw a game night that's consistent mm-hmm. with like six hundred people every single month. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out myself, like, yeah. how do we take this fucking brand that we got? Because I have a decent amount of followers. Three K is decent. It's more, yeah. It's more than average, but how do I translate that? Mm-hmm. That's a constant thing. I'm, I'm trying to like, study, us. just like think, because. The shit ain't, it's a certain niche that niggas haven't figured out yet that some people has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just, I was talking to an artist uh, the other day uh, that I'm uh, that I, I acquainted with. He was shooting a video. I pulled up and he was just, he was basically saying the same thing. I, I'm like, yo, it's kind of just staying the course. Because you got to think about it. You want like a cult following. People are invested Genuine, to support yeah, him, right? right? Yeah. So you can you can look lit online quick yeah you can do all there's a lot of ways yeah right but then that's just fluff that's not mm-hmm. an actual like it's mm-hmm. not a tangible thing so it's in the course and it's like adding value to like other people so they want like whether they just like you they like your brand whether it's like they like you how you dress your waves or what you talk about you know what i mean they're invested in you as a brand so then that support continues to build up then if you exchange and you show investment in other people, because you want, you want to support people who you want support right. you. Support is free. Exactly. You, know you support other people that you like actually genuinely like support what they doing. It just builds up that that network. That's how I've seen this work for me. I know I know plenty of people like who really all they do is really post pictures, whether right. it's women like just post pictures and like in right. clothes or whatever, but they have a lot of followers. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, maybe people are just invested in seeing them. Yeah. That's cool. See, it's different with the women though. It's different. Cause niggas is going click niggas going <laughs> niggas double creeps. Niggas going double tap that booty. <laughs> but break it down to the science, right? 
it's it's an exchange of something for something, right? Yeah. Blind demand. So they got what they wanted. Now what you are trying to deliver is not as simple as a as a ad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna take a little. It's not as. It's not as um, easily exa- accessible. Exactly. Right. As an ass. Right. So women that get followers, cause like, all right, I like to look at ass. She likes to show ass. Right. It's it's supply it's simple. Yeah, Supply it's simple. the man. Yeah. yeah. Us was a little more complex, even down to music. Like, exactly. Right, do I like his cadence? Do I yeah. like his beats? Do I like what they talk about? They topic. Do I like the way they look? Do mm-hmm. I like their format? The, the quality. Girl, all right. She got fat ass. Follow. Easy. She look good. You follow. Don't even know her name. Right. You don't know. You don't, you don't even know, know where she lives. Nothing about her. <laughs> and you know for a fact you never gonna probably meet her. Mm-hmm. Don't matter. She look good. Yeah. Like for me. It's all about, like you said, it's staying the course. And what I see it as right now, too, is like, it's all about content. Mm -hmm. So if I know my facts of the weeks are 100% true, if I know the the topics me and Dominique supply every week is... You know, we got them from reliable sources mm. and we did our due diligence. We read up on these articles. We know what we're talking about. Genuine people are going to gravitate who are interested in this type of content mm-hmm. while others who are interested in like reality TV content will just won't. It will, it's like yeah. water on a mm-hmm. duck's back. Or like it's gossip like, and shit like that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not interested. Yeah. So... I really don't like when people ask me like how many views we get, how many listens we get on a week. I dead ass. I don't pay attention to the numbers because if I pay attention to the numbers in terms of like be in, in terms of me internalizing it, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on some like, yo, we whack. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's comparing gonna, it to other <clears throat> folks. That's I'm comparing yeah. it to Joe Rogan experience. I'm comparing Which is it to Breakfast not even a Club. Fake I'm comparing. Yeah. I'm comparing to all these shows that I see on, like you know, I hold in high reverence. Right. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like I also look at it like this: like I would drop a fact of the week, or I may mention something, or Dominique may mention something, and two weeks later, I would hear Tariq Nasheed mention it. On his newest episode, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm on the right track. Yeah, another dude I yeah. subscribe to is um Lance Scurve show. Um, this Jamaican dude, his name is Brother Keston. His African name is Kwaku. I would hear him talk about some certain things from like meditation or life experiences, and I'm like, yo, I mentioned this months ago. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of comp, like I'm not mentioning this in terms of like me competing or myself comparing myself to being on the same status stature Mm -hmm. mentally Mm -hmm. intellectually not none of this it's just that i know i'm living my truth Mm -hmm. i know i'm living my purpose because i'm passionate like i mentioned this on the first episode of views i'm passionate about researching i'm passionate Mm -hmm. about um bringing the truth to light and shit you know what i'm saying raising the consciousness in my people growing learning you know what I'm saying? The, the, these are some of my passions, but these are some of the main passions that I have. So when I like, when I have conversations like this, like I'm fully engulfed in the conversation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So as far as, of course, 
there's certain things, you know, strategies we can implement. Like a lot of people are fucking with the new promos. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I am in- included. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know if I hit yeah, you, you hit, you. I was yeah. like, those are and fire. I, yeah, you hit me and I was like, yo, thank Dominique for all of that. That's him. But um, it, of course, it's certain things anybody could implement and utilize to, you know, um, grow their business, grow their platform, their brand, whatever, yeah. pl- brand um, content. But at the same time, it's like, don't lose or deviate from that essence that you genuinely mm-hmm. have. That's a fact. You could do all the little animations you want if yeah. this shit is whack. Exactly. <laughs> you can have the yeah. best production. It just, but yeah. you turn us on and we talking about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talking about... We talking bullshit. Yeah. People going to be like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. This is All the animations and all the extra quality shit... It's just an enhancement. Exactly. Yeah. It's just to captivate. Yeah. Ears. It's just the extra frosting on the cake to make shit yeah. seem more pretty. Because well, I know what I know what pops people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm a content consumer. I know that when I go on YouTube and I see I see content, I know that I if I see this, I know that I uh they really put some thought behind this. This yeah. ain't just like ah oh, we just pushing it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus if you just put it out, I'm like, all right, the content is dope, but it's like, I want to know that the people that's behind it is really giving their best effort. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the only reason why I put the animation because I know that this is what it takes. Like, this is like the thing that's going to make it pop for certain people. Certain people, yeah. they don't really care, but the masses, they're they going to care. But the content got to be dope. Exactly. You can't talk bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the end of the day, what I'm getting at too is like, eventually, it's going to become where both be dope yeah your content has to be dope and your uh marketing strategies has to be captivating it has to be Mm -hmm. you know some thought some 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 you know essence behind it Mm -hmm. right because it's like people gonna pick they're gonna nitpick gotta be a full package exactly gotta be a full package yeah man what you got oh Let's touch on Joker. Joker? Before we get into... Because I, I feel like Joker, it's a movie, but it's my type of movie where I get to deep dive into shit. Like like Joker, mm-hmm. fucking Get Out, Us, mm-hmm. even Black Panther. Like, I watch it for entertainment because I like movies. I go movies by myself mm-hmm. after work just for my own enjoyment. But I like to... I'll be sitting there like, I. Right, why he said that that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you didn't see it. No. We about to spoil it for you. You it's don't care. Good. though. What time is it? I'm gonna you put know, it in I the description. I was gonna hit you up yesterday. I actually watched it yesterday. Yesterday? Did you? Yeah. I seen it twice. I seen it twice. Uh, I seen it like I think the day after it came out, or like the first day it came out, and I seen it last week with Cass. Okay. Um. Shout out to Cass. Yeah. I always see movies like that twice because it's always something I'm gonna miss. Mm-hmm. I seen Get Out like four times because I enjoyed it. One, because it was a black movie. Mm-hmm. Two, and because I know I missed some shit. But spoiler alert, you know, whoever about to watch it, you ain't see it yet. I'm gonna put it in the description when this when this whole shit gonna end. So, but what was your thoughts on it, man? I really enjoyed it. I it was cool. Yeah, I'm it, not like a Joker fan. I don't want, yeah. I don't read comic books. I'm not a big Batman fan. But I like, I, I like Batman. I like Batman. Way better than Spider Man. Um, Batman and Spider Man are my two favorites. Yeah, Spider Man is my favorite. I feel like if you mix them two, you get me. Oh, Spider Man is, is why. 
<laughs> I like saying that to see how people react. I mean, to each his own, of course. Yeah, this nah, is my I fuck subjective. Spider Man, heavy. Spider Man is cool. Like the game, I fuck with him cool. heavy. What? I don't, why I'm not why Spider-Man is Spider Man like, whack? Huh? Why? I'm. I'm like. I don't. Why really, Spider Man? Why is he whack to you? Uh he's. Uh, when I say whack, I don't mean like he's trash in terms of moves and all mm. of that. But it's like uh, he don't really do hot shit to me. What? To me. I mean, of course, when he flipped, that's cool. Like when he's swinging and then he loose and do like backflips and then he just shoots another you one. You know why I fuck that's with Spider Man? It's hard to cut you off. That's hard to cut you off. It's like nah, Batman. Go, 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 go. Batman is like. Spider Man, a lot of folks don't know. Spider Man is low key a genius, yes. too. Like he's mad smart. Yeah. And he ain't the strongest he, like, guy. But he be like, he figures shit out. Like he on some like Iron Man shit, too. Like. He ain't the strongest, but he does a lot with what he got. And he... How can I say? like He's very tactical. Now, like, I resonate with, like, because he's still young. And, mm-hmm. like, he's, like, he's, like, a young kid surrounded by all these adults that mm-hmm. got all these big powers. And they, they, yeah. they so mature and shit. But he still get the job done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he not on some, like... He taking care of like New York City. Like he not on some taking care of the world shit. That's cool. He making sure that hometown hero. The small people was good. He take care of the the little niggas, you know what I'm saying? Which I like because everybody can't take care of the world, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He take care of the small detail shit first. That's what I like. But to even add with that cuz I'm I'm like I'm a big comic book. I Are used you? to read like comic book encyclopedias and really? everything. I was oh, that you type. was a nerd. <laughs> I, no, I am a nerd. I got out of that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ain't no one with comic books. No, no, no. Yeah, I was yeah. a nerd until We read like, mangas and shit. Yeah, yeah. So Dragon we Ball write Z there. Mangas, yeah. Naruto. Naruto. I like the coolest yeah. people be into that shit. That's yeah. a fact. The coolest people be nerds, for real, That's bro. a fact. That's a fact. But with Spider-Man, though, he is... For his size, like so, with spiders for their size, they're completely, they're really strong. strong. Yeah, they so Spider Man like is strong. Times, he was yeah. stopping trains and stuff in yeah. the movies, like. But yeah. that is like, so I, I feel like Spider Man, his, his mind and like the things that he does is like, goes disregarded based off of just the optics of what he's doing. Like he's swinging around, but like he's thinking and with the Spidey sense, he's seeing right. things yeah. come before his instincts happens. and shit. Yeah, yeah. he's like. He's dodging buildings that's falling like yeah. that's crazy. But Batman, I gotta, I think Batman for me edges him out because Batman is the greatest detective of all time, and he's he's turned his trauma and his pain into a purpose. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I feel like that like yeah. aligns with a lot of people and with me. Yeah, he still be like depressed as hell in that big ass house, like <laughs> yeah, 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 single and shit. Yeah, single. Yeah, just all that shit don't mean nothing. It don't living with a nigga. You know what I'm saying all that shit don't mean. And I, and I, like, <laughs> <laughs> what you said? What you said? I said living with a nigga. We <laughs> <laughs> canceling dates to go out and fight crime. I'm like, ah. I ain't gonna front one thing, and I don't want to go off a tentacle because we gonna get the Joker. Yeah, but I was. I think I was in the shower. I always have my deeper thoughts in the like shower. You're always thinking about niggas naked. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> oh, I was in the shower and I was thinking to myself. That's not I, surprising, by the way. Hmm? Not to cut you off. That's not surprising, though. Nah, the shower. That was a form of like meditation. Yeah, and like even when I have like an interview plan in the shower, and my phone sits on the rack, like it's like it's in the background, but I'm not hearing it. When I'm thinking my deepest thoughts, I'm not hearing it. It's just yeah. like background music type shit. Yeah. And I was thinking the other day. Either I was in the shower or I was in my room just like, like I guess you would say, my form of meditating, you mm-hmm. would say. Um, and somebody posted something on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? Like, 
most of the things that we are accustomed to liking and like really feel like we need is really based on vanity and ego. Yeah. Like when it comes to women, the reason why I want to fuck the baddest bitch is not because she gonna make me feel good, like really make my soul feel pure. It's because I know fucking her and seeing her ass is fat, it's gonna boost my ego. Like, yo, I'm really fucking this bitch. That's what it does for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason why sometimes when I look on TV, it's like, yo, that Lambo, I would look nice in that Lambo. It's vanity, like I don't have my license. Mm. But I won't have that car because why? Because it's fat, because it's a nice car. It's appealing, but, yeah. But think about um but Batman's how he still be depressing that house because the house don't really bring no fulfillment. Mm. If it's nobody in it that's bringing you fulfillment. And that's why he do the vigilante work. You know know? what I'm saying? That's what helps him because it's like, I wish at the, this is what I posit. It's like in the back of his mind, it's like, I wish there was a Batman that could have potentially came in that alley and saved my parents. Right. Exactly. That's that's all it is. So he's like, I'm potentially saving, you know, hundreds of people's, you know. Hundreds of thousands. From from feeling like I'm feeling mm-hmm. and or from dying. Right. Even if they don't have a family, you know, a surviving family member that may be going through grief like I'm grieving. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> but um and Batman isn't all black. That's another <laughs> plus. Yeah. yeah. Um but my favorite superheroes, I would say like Batman, Black Panther, of course, Green Lantern. I like Green Lantern. Yeah. It's like, I have nothing, like, Spider-Man, he's not whack, whack. I, that's just me talking my shit, like, oh, he, he, that nigga whack. But it's like, he he don't really, you know. He don't really do it for you. He don't do yeah, hot yeah, shit yeah, for me. It, yeah, It's cool, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But um, back to Joker, though. It was a cool movie. What um, did you take away from it? I noticed a lot of symbolism in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was questioning certain things. It's like, first of all, this nigga is not that attractive. Why is this nice Spanish woman messing with him? Nah, I'm playing. Because <laughs> she really wasn't messing yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling was he was that making too. that shit up. No, but I didn't catch it until the end. Yeah. Okay. Long, I was like, I don't know. Sure, it's a girl uh-huh. that lives in his building. Lives in his building who. Attractive. Who, uh, who The elevator shit was real. It was legit. Was yeah. Like that that yeah. was legit. Yeah. But. She is like his, his like his not not lover but like neighbor. She's just his a, love interest. Okay, in yeah. it, but in his mind though, but throughout okay. the whole movie, I didn't realize that it was all through his mind. Too. Yeah, but somebody pointed out she was like the point that I realized that she wasn't real and was a figment of, of his imagination was she was saying everything that he would want her to say. Yeah, hmm. like. She was doing everything that was aligned with what he wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't really pee. I'm like, but I'm like, this bitch is bad, and he's a widow. Yeah, exactly. Why is she with this nigga? I'm but like, I didn't first pee. of all, like, this nigga is. This nigga is exactly. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was like on some Norman Bates type shit, right? And um, Fight Club. But, I was um, just about to say that Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yeah, that's exactly how they depicted it too. Because it's like, you remember that part in Fight Club where. He was fighting Brad. Um, he was fighting Brad, Brad Pitt, and um, that was one. And then Brad Pitt was smashing that other chick in the house. Mm-hmm. All those parts, like after all of it, all of them transpired towards the end when he realized like all of it was in his head. It was like he was smashing the chick. Yeah. He was punching himself, and that's how they showed it in the Joker movie. True, it's like um, he's laying by his. Well, he's sitting by his mom's bed in the hospital. 
and the chick rubbed his shoulders and offered him coffee. But when it showed it again, it's like Nobody it's just there. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's that's very telling though because he wasn't. We're gonna be all over the place, but he wasn't mentally de- like he he was dealing with depression. He was dealing with anxiety. He was dealing with trauma, PTSD. Just, yeah, PTSD, mm-hmm. trauma. He was dealing with just. He had a moment in the movie that was very pivotal. The woman asked him, she was like... The black woman, right? Yeah, his... Um, I don't want to say like his... Therapist. It wasn't sense. a therapist. Like in a sense. His social worker, I would say. Because the therapist... It, it was type of setting. It was kind of like, like a government-issued thing. It was kind of yeah. like a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Kind of, okay. You could say. Yeah. More like social worker. But she said something to him and he was like, all I have is negative thoughts. And that part was kind of like, I don't know, it kind of like fucked me up mm. a little bit because he had points in the movie where he was like, I've never been happy one point in my life where he was sitting next to his mom where he's about to fucking like smother yeah. and shit. Some crazy shit. And then he was like, once he once he killed his mom, he was like, I'm finally experiencing happiness, happiness. on like a big level. I've mm. never been happy my whole life. I've always been like, in a bad mindset. I've always had negative thoughts. And then it's like, once he kind of like killed that burden that was hanging over him because like he had to mm. take care of his mom and shit and then like, his whole life was a lie. He had to be an adopted. Yeah, that's and the like, main thing. Yeah, he thought like Bruce Wayne was his father. I mean, Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thomas Wayne. It's like, the whole movie, he was thinking that like, he was taking care of his mom. His mom was like, his pride and joy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All along, his mom was one of the biggest sources of negativity in his life. Mm-hmm. And caused him to be Yeah, even mentally since young. Ill. You know what I'm saying? And like, like once herself. he destroyed that, it's like he no longer was... Puppeteered in a sense. Right. And he didn't have like that lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even moving with anxiety no more, it seemed mm-hmm. like. He, he came free. into himself. He yeah. was walking with swag. He had a cigarette. He was... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was very telling to me. Yeah, those. Yeah, I noticed that too. Those parts, you know what I'm saying. My biggest takeaway. You see your big takeaway already? Like your biggest takeaway, because I really enjoyed the ending. I'm not you, even mad at what he first. became. You go first. So basically, like joke, like the movie really had me view society like from like a helicopter like standpoint, mm. like looking over it, like GTA One, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, because <laughs> the things he was saying about Thomas Wayne. For those that don't know, this this movie wasn't based off of any comic book. It okay. was his own freshly written Joker. Just stand alone. And apparently Thomas Wayne in the comic book, he was revered as a great man. He wasn't how he was depicted in the movie. In the movie, he was a rich asshole. He looked he looked Donald down Trump. upon the lower middle class. class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was all about rich. You know what I'm saying? So in the movie, when he was saying things about Thomas Wayne... And when he went on the show um, with, uh, what's the actor name? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro. And he was like, you guys in society, like he said, do you ever just walk outside and see how it feels to be somebody like me? Do you ever step out of your shell of being this celebrity, this this high figure? Have you ever even had a thought of what it feels like to be someone like me, someone at the bottom, someone that is not rich, someone that's 
has trauma, someone that does, um, who live in the projects, who gets jumped because I'm not, I don't have security or type of shit. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, this is going to be uh, like some revolution type shit in society if the government don't straighten up. That's how I feel. Yeah. Because it's always been about the rich in society. The riches get richer, the poor get poorer, and the middle class is being dispersed. It's either you're going to be poor or you're going to be rich. That's how society is going. And it's like, if you don't have the means to do certain things, nobody gives a fuck about you. You can't get into certain venues. If you don't have the money to get healthcare, you, you know, like, asked out. You asked out. Mm-hmm. Your mom got cancer. You can't pay for it. Nobody's giving you a, a hospital bed mm-hmm. unless you're getting donations. You know what I'm saying? And that could cause people to go crazy. And we already live in a society where mental illness is a big thing. Prevalent. It's yeah. being spoken about more, but mental illness been a thing. Yeah. Niggas been dealing with PTSD in the hood. Not just in Hamptons, not just in these white communities. Not like niggas in the hood is dealing with PTSD because our homeboys are getting killed and niggas are getting arrested by the cops in front every of day. Us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I deal with that shit walking past the precinct every day from the L train. Mm. I'm walking straight. I got my hands in my pockets. I turn the block, put my hands out. Because I don't want niggas thinking, I don't want niggas saying nothing to me. I was, mm-hmm. I'm walking straight, you know what I'm saying? So, in the movie, seeing that and like seeing how like how his life played out and seeing how like what he became at the end, I wasn't even upset. I'm like, y'all niggas, y'all niggas created this monster. And then it mm-hmm. riled up the whole society. He was like the champion at the mm-hmm. end. They, um, um, he got into a car accident because he got arrested for killing a guy on the show or whatever. And then it was a bunch of people walking around with Joker masks, and they pulled him out the car. And he was like their king. And he them, stood yeah. on top of the um um the car while it was a big ass riot. The cops was getting killed or whatever. Thomas Wayne just got shot. Mm-hmm. So it's like these are the niggas y'all created because yeah. y'all don't think this is a big deal. You don't think that ignoring this part of society is going to have a type of uh backlash. Mm-hmm. It's, it's coming. I'm telling you right now, like in this society, fuck the comic book. Yeah. It's coming in this society. Niggas gonna get fed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, that's what Tupac was saying. I was just about to say Thug that, life. bro. You gotta stop doing that. You I'm gotta sorry. Stop doing I'm that, sorry. bro. <laughs> this nigga's a mind reader. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was gonna say that just reminds me of Tupac. He said America eats his babies. Yeah. You know I mean, or, or the rose that grew from concrete. You can't. America's really good at. Being the catalyst or the cause of something, and then be like, damn, Act like the savior, like look at that, like mm-hmm. that's crazy. But you, the reason why it's like that, yep, yep, yep. Oh my god, ISIS <laughs> who funded ISIS, mm. who created ISIS, who Ooh, trained ISIS, CIA, but um, I mean, um, organization, um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. In addition to that, what the main thing that stood out to me, like I was looking at it from like more of like a Trust me, even though I look at movies for symbolism and make references to them in terms of what we're going through, mm-hmm. I also, you know, look at it for entertainment or yeah, whatever. Of course. But um, my main thing was like, how convenient for them to make this movie in the climate that we're in right now. All these mass shootings, mm-hmm. like all these crazy white men. Yeah. Like that's already a, a an analogy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um you're going through of course you're being castrated, neglected by society, masses in society. You're not being helped properly, but now you're who? showing with who? People, not just white people, okay. but people, people who 
may have be people who are mentally ill right. to an extent right. because it's an extent it's just that over time that extent broadens mm-hmm. until it fully you know manifest consumes you yeah. like the exactly like joker at the end um so it's like constantly you're being excluded neglected you know castrated made fun of now when you see something like this and we touched on socialization before the first stage is capitulation erase what you know we're going to replace it with what we want you to know Mm -hmm. next step is assimilation you're going to yearn to be you know accepted by the masses Mm -hmm. and then the last step is full-blown imitation like you're gonna you know exude what you think is normalized so now we show this in a climate where mass shootings are indeed taking place abduction is taking place pedophilia is taking place so many immoral acts are running rampant Mm -hmm. in in societies all across the planet so now People, like, if I'm mentally ill, mentally challenged, I'm living with my mom, like Joker was in the movies. Oh, I'm the only child. And I'm feeling overwhelmed with life. And then I find out, for example, I'm just drawing certain, you know, correlations between. And I find out that my mom been lying to me and I'm actually adopted. And my dad, who she been telling me is my dad all my life, is not my dad. I'm not going to know how to react because one, I'm already mentally ill Yeah. Two, my psychiatrist, my psychologist, my therapist, my social worker, my whatever, they cannot they're not hearing help me. me. Yeah. And they're not hearing she me wasn't like hearing in the movie. Mm-hmm. She was hearing him, but she wasn't listening to him. Right. That's what he pointed out. He was like, you're not listening. And yeah. he had to emphasize like at that the part end. he said too. You remember what he said? I can't remember exactly he what he said, said. He was speaking to her. This is right before she told him that the funding got It's cut, closing, yeah. Right? Which is another point. And I was going- How you cutting funding for mental- Exactly. Like I had that that's, written down That's too. most important. The government. Here first. Yeah. Because then this acts and then it- Then you start. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He- What he said, he was saying something. He was like, oh, this is right after he killed those three guys. Yeah. And it was hurt on the news. And he was like, for the first time in my life, you know, my whole life, I never felt like I existed. Mm-hmm. I never felt like I was seen. For the first time in my life, I feel like people are starting to really notice me. That was a bar to me. Yeah. And she said something and he was like, see, I don't think you ever really listen. Mm-hmm. Listen. I just said, and then he repeated it. And then she, then she just said, the kind of funding. She still didn't acknowledge mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So that's just egging on who he became, I feel like, too. But see, it's like, it's a multitude of things in that one scene. It's like, for me, it's like, who knows if she did indeed cared or not? Because she could have cared. It's just that, and before I continue, her rebuttal to him was, they don't this the the city don't care about you. Yeah. They don't, they don't care, care about, about me. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So her thing could have been like I, see what I care, but am I gonna am I supposed to be like am I supposed to only dedicate to dedicate this 
30 minutes remaining in our sessions for today mm -hmm. to caring. And then after that, I genuinely don't care because this is the last time I'm going to be seeing you. And mm -hmm. she said that too. So it's like, I care, but with these limited resources mm -hmm. that I have and this limited parameters that I have to operate within, I really can't do much. Yeah. But even and this is the same thing with teachers that. in schools. Even before they announced that they was kind of funding, she still didn't seem like she could. So I guess I can speak to that, even though I haven't seen the movie. Mm -hmm. So I work with an adolescent center and I work with like counselors, social workers, young people in foster care, um, and they're all their workers. And I feel like that's probably an element to it because one, you have people who operate in these spaces who don't like people, mm -hmm. who don't like young people, but you work in an adolescent center. That makes no fucking right? sense. But then you also, like th that's a job to help heal people's mental mm -hmm. and their like circumstances. That's a job. But then people are operating, if, whether it's nonprofit or like government funded with a lack of resources. I know people who have caseloads of like 50 young people. They got to do home visits. They got to take these young people places to get their documents that they might not have their like birth certificates or any ID. They got to sit down and work out their emotions, but they might only have an hour a day to sit with you. Yeah. yeah, it's like yo, I care, but it's like the city don't care about you because they only giving me X amount. So one, I can't overexert myself, mm -hmm. and two, it's like I, I gotta lift my hands up at one point. Like there's not, not much I can do. Exactly. So that's my hands what, is tied. My hands are tied. So I can only maybe I can only speak to you on this level because of the time we're allotted or the resources that I have, or maybe she just didn't care. Yeah, because there's layers. Yeah. There's there's yeah, it's multiple layers to yeah. that. I've seen that too. As far as like what spaces I've operated with, like helping young people, specifically adolescents recently, there's people who are stuck in the enabling mind state. So there's young people who still come to them who have been coming to them for 10 years. But I'm like, you're not sparking any growth for them to heal. You're just like, oh, this person is depressed because their family's poor or whatever. They can't provide for themselves. Let's just give them a job. But that's like that's a band aid on a wound. Like you gotta, exactly. you gotta heal certain things. So I, I I feel like, like I said, I haven't seen a movie, but I feel like that could be a layer of it too. Cause yeah. this is I've never worked in like that space before besides this year. Like working alongside like social workers and working with like people in foster care, their their workers or like counselors and psychiatrists. But just seeing them, I'm like, yo, this is a lot. Like they yeah, did. I could imagine. Lot. Um and noticing people don't like people like there's people I know that work with like children and they don't like them. Now you think that they went you Into think they it? were like that when they applied to it or over time the job just got too heavy and it's then a they mixture. became it's a that. mixture because maybe mixture. maybe you didn't you know shouldn't come into it with that maybe yeah. you didn't know yourself enough like because I have a I have a friend who who. Uh, went to school for social work, but they didn't have the experience. And when it got into it, she said, "Oh, I like the um, I like the like the learning of it and like the mental process of it, but I don't like the being in the weeds of it though." Mm. She don't like the practical. Yeah. Okay. So it's like you might not know. Uh, a lot of times, I I do think people get jaded and tainted by like the realm. Like oh, you, ha you you're expected to do this, but you're only given this. Mm -hmm. It's like build me a house with a twig. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it's it in that particular scene, for me, it was like it's all about context. Mm -hmm. Cause 
from his perspective, it's like, yeah, we're going to feel sympathy for you because Shorty not helping. She ain't doing shit. But we don't know what's from her perspective, mm-hmm. what she's going through. That's my only thing. Like, I, yeah. if, if it is, if she is genuinely, like, you know, not willing to listen, all right, that's fucked up. Like, you need to quit. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, a lot of people, they get into these jobs and careers or whatever just for them bread. Yeah. They don't care about shit else. Like, they know they hate people, but they like, We hear about that with teachers. And I'm it's the same shit. It's the same up. shit. That's Police too. Police yeah. too. It's the same mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. You going for your own ulterior motives. You don't care about executing the job efficiently and effectively. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Uh, so yeah, that was the symbolism that mainly stood out to me. It's like you're you're just breeding new generations of potential psychopaths. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And you're basically showing like it is okay if you happen to fit this particular criteria, outcast, you know, lied to, mm-hmm. neglected. Okay, we 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 understand right. because based on the Dylan Roots and all these, you know, right. um, terrorists, they were they just got like slaps on the wrist. Yeah, yeah. it definitely. I can see it definitely speaking to those type of folks. But yeah. I feel like folks like that, now I don't know these guys. I don't know these gentlemen, these these I don't know these dickheads lives. The Dylan Rules. Yeah, because that's these, not a gentleman right there. Yeah. I don't know these um I don't know these guys lives, you know, the guys that show up to schools and shit. Mm. So what I'm getting at is I don't know if they fit this elk of fitting outcasted maybe what because they not popular in a school or you know what i'm saying like i feel mm-hmm. like joker situation was a lot more in depth like i said i don't know these guys but i feel like it will be easy for them to say oh i'm an outcast let me let me uh express myself yeah let me express myself and let me but just see, shoot up a school that's what i'm saying it's because, a safety net because yeah. a lot of y'all niggas y'all not really like your life really ain't that bad one, you overreact about, about a lot of shit. It, it, yeah. it is, it is, but like, it is probably perspective because I could overreact. Like, let's say you I go on punishment, things. right? I'm like, all right, man, fuck, I'm tight. I can't go outside. He go on punishment. Fuck you, mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna kill you and that bitch up. dad. Because when you used to, when you view yourself, these people know that white people are from hell. <laughs> <laughs> they know that. Racism exists, and in their mind, they're supposed to be the upper echelon of society. Mm-hmm. So when they even have a little bit of dirt thrown on them, or they're not feeling the way they sh- they think they should be, mm-hmm. they overreact. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's different with Joker. You know what I'm saying? So I could see how the movie could be geared towards those guys because they may view it. Oh, I'm an outcast. You're not really an outcast, bro. Like you, mm-hmm. you just a dickhead, and you feel <laughs> like you owe the world when you really ain't owe shit. Yeah. Just because you white don't mean you owe the great mm-hmm. education. It's because you white don't mean you owe the best job. Because you yeah. white don't mean you owe some pussy. Rapist. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Got, you got to think about who who has the power to create the narrative, though. Nah, of course. Because that, that's why I, I feel like it could be like a, like an umbrella over mm-hmm. these type of people. Because it's like, all right. They, they say, oh, he was a good kid, but like he got made fun of in school. By, but like, we are like a disenfranchised people. Yeah, like we get <laughs> so, made fun of like... 
like physically, literally, mentally, like we, everything, like financially. We, we had like people set us on fire and like put horses in opposite yeah. directions. Yeah, like, that's. See what I'm saying? So as far as outcasts are being like shunned or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like all right. But it, it, like you said, it's perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I guess what other people was like, oh well, you're here. Like you should be privileged to be here. Like so, deal with what comes with that. But it's like, nah, it's not the same thing. It is the same thing. All right, so you you didn't like you don't like where this country is going. Your country is going, and you're upset, and you don't like how people treat you in school. So you won't pick up the AK, right? And well, he's an outcast because like he dressed different. People don't like him. It's like, yo, like, I, my, like I can't necessarily get a job so easily over here, right? Me? Or people treat me differently in this different neighborhood. Like this is my life, though. It's normalized right. to me. Mm-hmm. I'm normal being an outcast. Yeah, I don't. I'm not running up in your spot with you. Know what I mean, right? So it's perspective, right? Also, I wanted to say, um. The fuck, what was it? Um, oh, so with the um, you know, when Joker starts, you know, once he killed those guys and he started to get a little more, I feel like a little more confident. I feel like the normal viewer by the end of the movie would would view Joker as completely insane, completely crazy. I feel like he got less insane. I feel like he got more clarity on his life. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I feel. Because I feel like it wasn't like he was killing people. Nah, I'm not justifying killing people. You justify listen, killing people a lot. No, listen. listen you agree listen. with Thanos, now you're agreeing with Joker. Keep no, going. No, listen, 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 listen. They're going to agree with Freeza No, no. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm not justifying him killing people, but... Mm. It wasn't like he was a school shooter, mm-hmm. and it was random attacks. It wasn't sporadic. It wasn't every time good he people. caused harm. It was the first three guys. He yeah. was getting jumped. The second guy he killed with the knife or whatever. It it was brutal. It's a movie, but his friend. He he got damn near framed. The guy gave him a gun. Mm-hmm. He lost his job. The cop looking for him and shit. You know what I'm saying? He so, didn't, that's not damn near framed. He shot them with the gun that the dude gave him. I know. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about when the guy got, um, when he got called and said, hey, um, what's the name said that you oh, asked him to buy a gun? No, I think they gave him, the guy okay. gave him a gun. So it's like that. So it's like, I felt like by the end of the movie, well, well, no. When it first started, he was unsure of himself. Mm. He was dealing with anxiety. He was super depressed. He was always down on himself. He would try to appear happy, but mm. then it would snap. Like, it's an act. But he's saying? weird, though. But check it, though. By the end of the movie, he didn't have that demeanor. Once he killed his mom, now, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I, kill his mom. I can pick you back off what you're <laughs> saying. But, like, once he killed his mom and once he realized that, like, all right, this is who I am and this is why... Now I understand, like, he read his mom's files and he read that, like, his mom's boyfriend was beating on him. And, like, okay, this is kind of why I am the way I am. Yeah. And my she mom said it. that I, I had a condition with it. Probably is, but he told himself, nah, it's not a condition that I laugh at weird time. Nigga, this is mm-hmm. who I am. I feel like he became mm-hmm. more sure of himself. You know what I'm saying? He became less crazy. That's how I feel. Because by the end of the movie, he was making more, making more, like, concise decisions. That's how yeah. I feel. He went on the show with a plan. I'm going to kill this nigga because he trying to make fun of me. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I feel like he got more clarity. That's how I feel. So maybe he's 
All right, so maybe he's more like less crazy, have more clarity, but he just lacks the foundation that he should have got in his upbringing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So he might think like, yeah, I'm good, but his just foundation in society is just different. Mm-hmm. Like, so he can rationalize what he's doing. So it's still kind of crazy, but it's not. We like, all have crazy talk. Yeah. Like we all crazy to an extent. Yeah. It's yeah. just like some of he us got pushed to, to that limit that like man, killing somebody. Like if I get jumped, I'm if I have a well, I don't have a gun, but. I can't even say that. If I get jumped, I have a gun on me. I'm definitely pulling the trigger, <laughs> for sure. I don't think that's crazy. But it's not crazy. No, nah, it's not. But to, 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 about it. to dig deeper with it, it's like going back to people's capacities. So as far as like confrontation, some people only know how to respond in this way. Yeah. If I have a conversation, I I, don't, I might only know how to respond with my fist. Mm-hmm. Right. I might only know how to respond by shutting down. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's people's like normal mode. So maybe he just found confidence and normalizing that. And he's like, yeah, I'm not crazy. This is just how like I can rationalize the move in the world. All right. But it's also, you know, switch gears a little bit. Now, I want to say something real quick. Sure. I was just speaking to a young woman last night and um, depression came up. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, what What are your... By the way, um. <clears throat> I'm going to send you the link to put in the uh, bio of this episode. Mm-hmm. It is minddiagnostics.org. You can take a free anxiety test, PTSD test, depression test, um, alcoholic test. Like it, it, it asks you certain pertinent questions and based on your answers to them, the severity of them, whatever, they would gauge your depression, your mental state, mm-hmm. um, basically. So... Um, I was like a four out of 27, and it said mild depression. But to be honest, I really don't be... I mean, sometimes I have down days. You I know, feel like you we, feel like you're unproductive. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for the most part, I never thought about killing myself, mm-hmm. shooting right. three people, but that's killing the, my mom. That's the connotation around depression, that it's, at, that it's going to be extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's not and extreme. And get to that point. Maybe depression is just like damn like you missed the bus and now you you sad you not nah, just like you not just like nah, oh no nah. like if i miss a train i'm like all right fuck but i'm like all right cool yeah um a level of the a certain degree of depression for the person you may miss a train you'd be like oh fuck. Maybe like, you may, that, it may sit with you type shit maybe it's how, how you respond to situations so you sad right. and just it looks like that but you're you're upset because oh i feel like the, things don't go my way right you know what i'm saying that's when you get into the weeds, you take of that it. twist of it. Yeah. That, as in addition to that too, is um, what could potentially be the outcome of you missing that bus? Maybe you already had three write-ups at work, mm-hmm. and if you miss this time, you're gonna be laid off. So yeah, yeah you're gonna be depressed because now I'm gonna be unemployed. Yeah, I can't, fear. you know, sure, um, to provide for myself, well-being, whatever. But what I was getting at was, I was asking her, um, where do you think depression? What what do you think caused depression? And this <clears throat> this gonna probably be on views because this answer I gave was very like. So I was like, um, she Wait. answered, but it wasn't, huh? You asked her that. Yeah, I asked her that, mm-hmm. and she was she was thinking more in terms of like tangible things in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was just meditating on it last night. That's what made me hit her up. I was like, the reason a lot of people are depressed is because majority of people don't know who they are and thus making them not being able to identify their passion or passions or their life calling. Mm -hmm. 
which results in them being which results in them not being creative with that purpose Mm -hmm. once you're being creative in a field that you love one would be fulfilled with life so now taking that definition and applying it to joker when joker killed his mom after finding out his past that's why i always say you got to go to the past you got to go to the source of things Mm -hmm. so now he know his mom's mental record from the asylum now he knows thomas wayne is not his dad now he knows he was actually adopted now he's coming into himself because he you learned your past you know where you're from so once you know where you're from you know in a sense where you're headed Mm -hmm. and that's where the two decisions come in, like on some Sasuke shit. Now you know the truth. This is why Sasuke, before he made his definitive decision, he had to know like the inception of the Hidden Leaf from Hashirama or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now Joker knows himself. This is why he's not as anxious no more. This is why he's more like aloof. This is why his decision making is more concise and definitive and without any hesitancy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's all it is. Majority of us are depressed because we do not know our life calling. Mm-hmm. And it is purposely strate- strategized this way because the elites, the, the, the puppeteers, mm. the puppeteers, I'm telling you, the puppeteers, they don't want you to know yourself. Mm-hmm. If you know yourself and you come into your own creative being, we have no constraints over you because now your creativity could easily be monetized because you're living within your purpose. Mm-hmm. You no longer need, they could cook you off YouTube. They could shut down all your social media platforms. Guess what? The number one form of advertising is word of mouth. You still going to make, you still mm-hmm. going to make a killing, but it's all about you knowing yourself and putting all your eggs in your basket and you betting on yourself a hundred percent. But okay. I'm going to challenge that. Cause I feel like that can be true. That can't be true for certain people. You may not know yourself, so it may it may cause some sort of depression. But what do you say about the folks that have depression caused by trauma, caused by PTSD? Not because they don't know themselves, but because it's been a a barrage of just like trauma mm-hmm. things in their life that caused them to have depression. Maybe but- they chasing their calling. Maybe they Maybe they chasing their passion, but they past got so much shit that's in that's causing so much, you know, confusion. And, I can answer that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Go, go. For I it. think um, so to bring it to what you said, because I I do believe that in like deeper with depression and anxiety, people are anxious because they're they might not be comfortable with the circumstances and stuff that they're in. So with that, yes, you could be depressed and anxious because of your past and past experiences and circumstances, but I think also people equate themselves to them to their circumstances. So when you get back to knowing yourself, and you know I am not my circumstances, exactly. Once you know yourself, and it, with that, it takes time to get out of it because mm-hmm. when you're in it, it's just like yo, this is me, this is my life. But you're not your circumstances. So when you know yourself, you know like right, this is what I went through, but this is this is just something I went through. Don't this doesn't confine me. Would you separate knowing yourself from knowing your passion, though? Yes, in a sense. Because I agree with that. There's a small the, nuance. I don't there. necessarily attach that to like knowing your passion as well. So you know what I'm saying. 
they're separate. Also, anxiety and depression is two different things. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. But I, I kind of put it together. But yeah, they're separate, but I feel like you have to 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 truly know your passion and operate in your purpose. You have to know yourself first. You have first. to know yourself first. And that's the precursor, yep. Because when you know yourself, then you have a thirst for the knowledge and the research to do what is my passion and how can I live in that truth. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times people are anxious, depressed, they hate their life because they're not living in their truth. Yep. It's that simple. So to, to like equate it to my life, when I just started to not give a fuck about anything anymore, I've been the happiest person ever. Like this is my truth. And one, I know my intentions. I don't intend to hurt other people, but pe people are going to get hurt. I'm going to get hurt. People are going to get hurt, whether it's intentional or not. So when you look at it like this, this is my truth and I have to operate in this way for myself, for who I know I am, then I like that's how I beat depression. I was, I was dealing with depression for like, 12 years and it took me like a year to figure that out and it was like i was like i'm good because i one i had to learn about myself and i learned i'm not my circumstances i'm not all the trauma i went through mm -hmm. but then i reframed it i went through all that and it gave me a strength because guess what i'm still here i'm still here and i still have a purpose to be here if i didn't that shit would have took me out a long time ago yeah but bringing it back to what you said sometimes we're not even given the space or some people aren't even at the level to like sit down and really put the pieces together to see that if you're working all the time and doing all of this the the, the powers that be distractions don't even, it's a lot of distractions if you're distracted by social media because people are living lives the optics <laughs> are showing people are living right. lives that you want to live mm -hmm. you're working a job you don't like your family dynamic is messed up you just in the weeds of it it gets overwhelming it's overwhelming so yeah. you you if you haven't found yourself you you might think like yo my circumstance this is me this is my life yeah i'm just gonna work this nine to five until i retire and then i'm gonna collect my pension mm -hmm. and listen to the voice and tone that they say it in it's a it's a melancholic it's flat to an extent it's because no joy depending on when they say it i feel like deep down subconsciously they know that they're suppressing that inner voice which is like nah this is not me this is not who i am mm -hmm. but look at depression kind of like being lost in the dark right if you're lost in the dark you have no point of reference you just don't know where to go you don't know where you came from so you don't you can't walk back this way you can't walk forward you're kind of just there a deer in a headlight exactly so it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm, I'm here. This is just w w what it is. This is my existence. Whatever happens, happens. Whatever happens, happens, and it settles. So mm -hmm. it's a flat voice, and you, over time, you start to suppress that inner voice, which is your true self yep. and your true passion and your true purpose. So over time, you'll meet older people who kind of like, who like, they kind of just in like pilot mode. Like, yeah, I go to work, I do this, I do that, like this is my life. Or you'll see people who still have that inner voice in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put an age on it, but it might translate to where now, like, confused admiration. They might look at you like, you're, you're every risk that I didn't take, so now I got an issue with you. Because mm -hmm. you remind me of what I could be if I didn't, like, bury myself. Or if I had the strength to, like, really follow that. Whether That's it's your passion, whether it's just moving in your purpose moving in your strength mm -hmm. you might walk in a room Animosity, and might yeah. not like you yeah just because you exude confidence that happens i that feel that demon I feel like that name envy lot. kicks in it's, it's i feel rare. like that happens a lot and that's all it is yeah that's i definitely all it is. feel like that happens a lot yeah
And another thing too to That's add on to what you said too is like in addition to working that nine to five and allowing their circumstances to shape their mental capacity and their their life. <clears throat> a lot of us, we try to occupy ourselves with social settings to alleviate mm -hmm. that void. Even though we know it's a temporary alleviation, mm -hmm. even though we know tomorrow when we wake up sober from the weed or the alcohol, that's that voice gonna be like, "Yo, you you know you still in debt, right? You know you still <laughs> yeah. like you need to quit this job, right? Like yeah. you know you still it's it's like your mom yeah. on steroids, yeah, because it's in here, it ain't going nowhere. Exactly, can't escape it. You can't close your door on that voice. Tell you could close your door on your mom. You could leave the house, but you can't close your door and yeah. leave your leave your mind. Yep. And this is why I believe, now that I'm thinking about it, we on this topic, this is their way of closing that door is suicide. I can't put up with this voice. It's because no more thinking. It's yeah, me it's, versus it's no me. More, yeah. mm -hmm. And I, I just, mm. it's like, it's, no more it's me versus me. I'm the deer in the headlights. But I genuinely am just scared of going north, south, east, or west. Because... Mm -hmm why the unknowing the ignorance no. so i've been doing what society said to do all this time mm -hmm. go to school go to college get a good job but society lied to me so now it's like if you don't know you once it once again it gets back if you don't know yourself you're gonna value society over yourself yeah. over that voice and once that happens game over because you're either going to be a sheeple or you're going to be in a box. You're going to take your own life. Mm -hmm. You know what I think it is, too? What? what, what? When it comes to society. <laughs> what? What are you thinking it? <laughs> when it comes to society, I mean, I mean, society, I mean, suicide. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it's an escape from accountability. That, too. Like, yeah. when you have so much things, when you have so much things that you think you should be doing or what society think you should be doing or what mm -hmm. your family think you should be doing or even you like you said that voice in your mind it ain't going nowhere if you know i if i go around abdallah he gonna hold me accountable you just avoid abdallah yeah you just not go where Abdallah gonna go you know what i'm saying if Abdallah is all about um he's ambitious he's all about chasing his dreams and he gonna hold you accountable he gonna be like yo when's the last time you recorded the record bro like you said you wanted to rap mm -hmm. but you not recording your shit yeah you want to avoid him because you know that damn i don't want to be i don't want to feel that way mm -hmm. but that inner voice in your mind's gonna tell you that all the time because i go through it too mm -hmm. that accountability like yo i know i should not be in bed to one i should be up doing something yeah you know what i'm saying but when you got these folks that they deal with, you know, depression and anxiety, it just multiplies those thoughts and mm -hmm. that pressure. And sometimes, it, I guess, assuming so, because I was I never, I never committed suicide. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> assuming so. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of late to it. Yeah. You, you got to think about just bringing it back to the powers that be. Mm -hmm. Like a lot is in place to 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 produce that. You feel me? To reduce to produce the the thought that you can't step outside of this so yeah you can be running from accountability but like you might be at the place but you might even you, you might be so programmed that you don't even think you have the strength to get out of it so then you just fall you might fall into that victim state um 
so yeah it's a lot like with, with suicide i've i've had a number of like close people to me commit suicide i've been i've had su- suicidal oh, really? thoughts before yeah oh. and um it's it's an escape from something either the internal pain that you're going through and going back to like not knowing either how to get out of it or where to go mm-hmm. or just an escape from like you said accountability um but it i just feel like yeah it goes back to knowing yourself a lot of a lot of stuff goes back to knowing yourself so if you because when you know yourself as you know yourself you know what you also aren't either exactly that's the whole thing So when you know yourself you begin to shed the things that you aren't so the expectations whether it comes from family society whatever it's like yo well i know myself and i know what space i like to operate Mm -hmm. in and i know what i love and i have the strength to push myself now so i don't have to care about this no more and people and we see it because it's kind of conditioning sometimes families like Specifically, I, I hear it a lot with like West Indi- West Indian families and African families as far as parents have great expectations mm-hmm. as far as education and career. But it's like if that's not where you are, like you might be stuck in that because that's what you know as far as your upbringing. But right. as you know yourself, you know like, I, well, I have to live my own life. So maybe yeah. I can make my own choices and make changes. So it just goes back to knowing yourself and, and knowing your power, knowing your worth. I've been, um, I've been meditating and I've my own mantra I've been having for myself when I meditate now is supreme confidence. So now I just rest in that. So when I'm in the waking world, that's how I move. Supreme confidence. I don't need to question anything. I don't need to live in fear or in a place of lack with anything. And things have been changing, but it's just re reprogramming my mind because a lot of stuff is stagnated just by your own fear. It's nobody in front of you. Nobody like an absolute. You don't even think you could do it. So yeah. you, you stop you yourself. It's nobody yeah. really holding you down. Yeah. physically, it's, it's, it's your just mind. your own fear. It's your own mind, I and mean, yeah. that brings it back to the mind. So that goes back to some of you were saying. I was like, "Yo, that's subconscious." Back to the movie, mm-hmm. and even what you said with you in the shower with the phone, and you had the thought, but you're not. That's, you're not. Your conscious mind not listen to it, but your subconscious is always listening. Mm-hmm. So a person can watch this movie and be like, "It's entertaining," but they can subconsciously f- have a, a a common thread with this character so like you said the example with your mom you might not know what to do but you saw the movie so it might be in your head like this is what i'm supposed to do because i saw it visually so it's just it, and it's, I, it goes back to to knowing yourself and in and, and, and knowing like and having the 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 the, the processing in your mind from right. yourself not right. from anything else yes i ain't gonna lie because there was talks about banning this movie because it's 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 um the word they use was hyper violent mm-hmm. and it couldn't oh, they never it, yeah they were trying to ban it it was hyper violent it, it couldn't induce shootings and all type of shit like like there's two sides because one like i said i agree mm-hmm. with what you said that it could induce those thoughts because i'm not gonna yeah. lie I'm, I'm not gonna lie this is the first time i really either I either felt this way or I acknowledged the feeling. When I saw it the first time, I walked out of it with a dark energy over me. Hmm. No lie. When I walked out of it, not like not me, but like I was, I was like, I literally said, I was like, if I was somebody that was on the edge, this movie would probably do it. I literally said that. Mm-hmm. I walked out of it with like, yo, like, like the last scene when he killed Robert De Niro. Yeah, I was like, I fuck with that. Not now it's like I was like, I understand why he did that type shit. Yeah. So I understand. But then the other side is like I had a feeling he was doing good too. Yeah. On the flip side I was like, all right, America, y'all not about to 
I ain't about to let y'all get away with this. Y'all not about mm-hmm. to let Put a movie yeah. be the scapegoat for gun violence. Uh-huh. When y'all, with the whole country on some bullshit, y'all don't care about mental health. Y'all be, y'all own, you, uh, you gun happy motherfuckers, but y'all gun happy until a black man has it. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let y'all get away with blaming this movie for causing shootings and, and violent mind states yeah. when y'all don't put the proper fucking uh, preparations behind mental health, you know what I'm saying? And y'all don't put the proper, uh, like, due diligence um, around, like, getting folks help and really getting the right precautions around folks getting guns in their hands. I'm not uh, I'm not for taking away guns, but we got to make it a way, like, why are niggas walking around with AKs, bro? Mm-hmm. Why is it so easy to get an AK, an M16, a fucking shotgun, uh, and all, all these things? Like, they got to be some type of, like, something, bro. You know what I'm saying? white and boys it, got it. And it can't be just, all right, the movie's so bad, we got to ban it. But, like, nah, go have your AK, though. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So, that the, that's just that's what I want to say. Correlation. Yeah. Yeah. I think, because somebody has said, I didn't know there was, like, an uproar about the movie. Yeah, it was. But then I forgot, like, there was a Joker situation with the Batman movie, and he oh, shot up yeah, the theater. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. People forgot that. Yeah. So then I started to put. I'm like, all right, I could see. Yeah. I My mom talked about it first. She was like, yeah, like, um, people trying to ban it. And then when I went to my she was like, yo, just be careful. I'm like, I'll be all right, man. Mm. I'll be all right. <laughs> but you, you never know, really. But nah, it was people saying we gotta ban it. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, we're also in the age of like people are upset with everything and want to have a problem. Yeah, with super everything. sensitive. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, very, very. Yeah. Super and sensitive. They, they don't keep the same energy with this. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Can I bring up a topic? Yeah, that for just sure. Brought yeah, me some. No, that just brought sure. me to that Dave Chappelle. Did y'all see that? The Sticks new and stones? Stand up? Oh, oh yeah, Come of course. On, I seen it twice. How do you feel like people try and police like comedies? Like it's just dumb. It's just dumb. You know That's why? Society shape. We shape everything, yep. but it's like to yo, the way we want it to be. You know, it's a form of expression, conveyed exactly, relayed, whatever. I feel like you can't like how if you police comedy, then there should just be no comedy. Because think about there it. should be no art because comedy is an art, yeah. and now you're instilling ramifications and stipulations right. upon my art. Yeah. Oh, why you gotta draw an abstract? Draw a regular, right? What the fuck? There should be no boundaries. But it's like yo, if I'm a comedian, right? And um, like there's a crowd, you're in a crowd, and I'm I'm making jokes that like pertain to you, and we laughing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like ha, ha ha ha. Then I turn to him, and I'm making jokes that pertain to him. He can't be like, yo, why are you talking? Like you was just laughing at exactly, him, exactly, no. right, exactly. So right. can we not laugh at shit. anything? Son, it's even deeper than that. It's been times where comedians are joking on somebody, and the person they joking on is laughing, but then a random bitch in the back, you're like, mad. I'm it's offended. Like you can't talk about that, but. Yeah. The nigga in the wheelchair is laughing at himself. <laughs> yeah. But you like, oh, I yeah. have a son at home. Like, go go back home with your yeah. fucking son. Yeah. Then Maybe pay you for a comedy here. show. Maybe you, get, yeah. you gotta sign a waiver to go to comedy shows. Like, but don't does it have to get to that I don't though? Know. I don't know. Like, cause the jokes niggas make. I, I tell like, my mom all the time. Like, you wouldn't even want to be. Like, when we really get down to our jokes. Yeah. Like, but it's We'd jokes though. Yeah. We mean no malice. Exactly. It's jokes. Niggas talking about slavery, rape. Crack, crack, uh, like Muslim drug addiction, like, but because thing is, you gotta sprinkle laugh over the pain. One of, exactly. One of my biggest models is if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Mm-hmm. I live by that. Mm-hmm. It's been times where, like, like in my life, I some wild shit happened in my life. 
and it hurt in the moment. I'm like, that shit was wild though. Like, how, yeah, you know, because if you don't get, if you don't do that, you're gonna be stuck on it. Yeah. Period. You know what I'm saying? It, period. That's a fact. I make jokes on myself. I'm fucked up in the game. Like that when I cut my toe open, I'm making jokes on <laughs> oh, myself. Yeah, Yo, right. I was leaking. I sent it in a group chat. I yeah. was leaking blood all over the kitchen floor. Yeah. I'm making jokes on myself. Yeah. Like niggas is too sensitive. From the bro. dawn of time, like niggas comedy started from personal experiences. Yeah. That's yeah. the best comedy right there. Some people just can't laugh at themselves though. I'm just like, ah, and that's that problem. insecurity shit. Yeah. And that goes back to not knowing yourself. <laughs> yeah. I know myself, you make any big lip jokes, dark skin jokes, yeah. brown skin jokes, third world country jokes, Guyanese jokes, you have yeah. yellow teeth from eating all that curry jokes. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm going to laugh with I'm you. I'm going to laugh yeah. because yeah. these are facts and I'm going to go home yeah. and eat some more curry. Right, it's a fact. I want some curry right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care about that shit. Yeah. That's your subjective yep. and it's you know, telling you when reasoning. niggas get offended for certain shit. Like, you ever, you ever, you ever be somewhere and like, you just encounter somebody get offended. Like, for example, when we, I'm not going to name the person's name, but you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking male about. Male or female? Male, male. Like, if somebody say, no, no, a male, oh, not okay. male, uh, not yet, his ex name is male. Um, if somebody be like, yo, you don't get bitches. Oh. And they get like, two, two guys. What you, mean I get, what you mean I don't get bitches? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying right now, you tell me I don't get, I'm like, all right, cool. That's fine, all right, bro. That's fine. <laughs> I have nothing to prove to you. Nothing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck up. Let me show you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You see this? But like, you see this? Some niggas really nah, be they, like, they like you really challenge yeah. them. Show you a bunch of fours. Like, you done called them a bad <laughs> father. You called them gay. <laughs> like, that you yeah. really challenge them. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, that brings up some people equate mm. that to who they are. They suck. They worth. Yeah. They worth. How many women? Yeah. Like, and that goes back to not knowing yourself. And, it, and it, what it all you mentioned in terms of allowing your circumstances to define you and who you are yep. and give you validation to your life. Because I, I give you the flip to that. I got like younger homies that know like women I've dealt with and they'll like bring that up in conversation as if that's like a. I'm like, bro, like. Yo, I Terry fucked with yo. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I like can't take would, that to the bank. Right. That ain't gonna clear none of my debt. I can't buy a house with it, that. That will give me bro. make me sleep better at night if it I'm dealing not, with stuff. Bro. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, get that out your head. Like, stop trying to compare yourself to bro. Yeah. This is nothing, bro. Yeah. But when we young, we conditioned yeah, it like it's fun mm -hmm. to talk about. Yeah. It's and fun. dudes do things like for yeah. like honestly for other dudes. Other guys, yeah. Yeah. Yep, because because niggas, because yep, niggas not bragging to other thing. girls like yo, because it's going to fuck up your game. You, exactly. you bragging to other niggas like yo, guess who I fuck? Why are you ain't fuck a nigga? I did nigga. Y'all go to mm -hmm. the debate type shit. <laughs> like I fuck nigga the pictures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That like I said, that's why I'm so glad my first episode on Nico Talks was about self validation mm -hmm. when it comes to men about sex because. That's a big thing niggas dealt with. I'm so glad I'm not in that mind state yeah. anymore. Because mm -hmm. I dealt with that for a long time. You know what I'm saying? In high school, niggas asked me every week, yo, you fuck yet? Yeah. You fuck yet? <laughs> nah, bro, I'm still a virgin. Yeah. And then at some point, I caved in at some point. Like my senior, senior year, I was like, yeah, I fuck. When I didn't, mm -hmm. a month later I did. But at some point, I was just like, are oh, you going to ask me every day? If, it's, if me saying yes going to shut you up, then I'm going to just say yes. Yeah. But it didn't though. Yo, what happened? Yeah. How was it? Was wanna, it good? Yeah, you see her yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never ends, bro. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Cause when when you really think about it in in like in hindsight, 
Because it might have come off as like, all right, they trying to check you, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't know what was going on or what they was doing either. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really like, all right, I'm acting like I'm trying to check you. But I really want to know because, see what I'm saying? I want to assess myself. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you grow up and grow out of that, hopefully, because everybody hasn't grown out of that. Yeah, nope. But when you do, you look at it, it's like, all right, we was just little funny niggas. Like, nope. Trying to figure it out. But, yeah, just that 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 validation, like. Yeah, bro. Validation is. Hell of a drug. Yeah, bro. It is. But what we got, though? That was a good, that was a good segment, Yo, man. Every Joker time movie. we have you on, we touch on mental yeah, health. Yeah, man. man. Every single time, man. I feel like, I don't know. That I, shit is That's a part of my passion bro. and my purpose. Yeah. It's necessary. We, do, uh, we got, um, you was going to say something? No, I was going to say, because uh, I was just thinking about, like, how I'm becoming more intentional with my music mm-hmm. and like as far as like what I want to state and on a on a grander level with music I want my music to help people to like go and process their circumstances or whatever but get to a place of like foundation with themselves of strength yeah. and two specifically with women specifically black women I want them to feel wanted yes so that's yes. I don't know if I answered your question before you said it or it was your question where the music is going now Right, that's yeah, like Dominique. that's like I'm like tunnel vision and focused on that. Um, cause black when, women appreciating themselves and yeah. feeling appreciated, mm-hmm. and just being so honest and truthful. Like, so it might come off like a, a love you type of song. It might come off like yeah, you shake that ass. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Either way, we we for here yeah. for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with shaking your ass. Yeah. Not at all. Ain't no wrong because you embracing your body. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm and for I'm, that. I'm the recipient. And it exactly. may sound like, oh, oh, you like, yeah, yeah, it's a plus for I'm me as well, but it's a bigger plus for you because who says you can't shake your ass? Right, it's your ass. I'm gonna enjoy it because I'm a, I'm a heterosexual man. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you shaking your ass is something you want to do. So go by, by all exactly. means, queen. You supplying it. I'm demanding. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> do, do you know? Uh, my man sent me this video of mm-hmm. this girl, like the twerk. You know the twerk team. That's a throwback. I don't think, I don't he think sent I me think a video, but it was a recent video. But then he name. said, "Bro, they've been twerking for like fifteen yeah, years." Yeah, I know you're talking about, bro. Yes, since like it's, it was like three of them since bro. like MySpace days. Bro. Word up, literally. It's like a good three of them, and they it, it's one main one, and the other two they kind of like they be switching the shit. But I know you're talking about. But he sent me the video yesterday, and he's like, "Bro, like." They've been twerking for yeah. 15 years. Yeah, before it was a thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, that's their truth. Yeah. And niggas made bread. They made better for that. They made a right. brand. They, they got, got like, that's yeah. the followers. They, they was in music videos and yeah. everything. I think one of the names is called Miss Twerksome. Miss Twerksome. I don't know the other yeah. one. She the main one. She the main one. Because I remember MySpace hey, days. Miss Twerksome. Because I, I told I her, see. I, I was like, uh, you've we, seen them before. We had this after school program mm-hmm. at the Salvation Army in my town. And we used to sit there on MySpace, or as a as a group of guys, we would sit there and watch their videos. It's mesmerizing. And I'm what like, yo, you just reminded me, like they've been around since I was like 13. Bro, I'm 27. They may be in their 30s right now, up. low key. They the pioneers. You salute to the twerk team, <laughs> yeah, that's man. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, y'all gotta send me that video. Nah, <laughs> videos. Yeah, they got they got, they got a catalog. Um, they got catalog for sure. Well, what we about to get into, um, y'all heard about France. France, it recently came out that France has been making roughly $440 billion annually. That's crazy. Or for what? Or for 14 countries that they colonized back in the day in Africa. That's a lot of fucking money. Those 14 countries are 
Wait, you said four hundred and forty billion? Billion, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what type of Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, some France better have the roughly illest every, technology. Roughly every Some niggas better years, have the illest infrastructure. They better in have the dollars. illest policies because with all that money, what what are y'all niggas doing with that, son? But you never know how it trickle. Like mm-hmm. somebody could just be like sitting pretty. Yeah. But That's uh, crazy. the countries are Benin, Burkina Faso, Guinea, Guinea Basu, Cote. Your name African. You better get Cote, these right. No, this is French. Cote de Cote Lavoire. I, I don't know. Mali, Niger, Senegal, Togo, Cameroon, Central African Republic, Chad, Congo. Equatorial Guinea and wow. Gabon, and this has been occurring since nineteen fifty-eight. Some sources say nineteen sixty-one, mm. but basically they've had control. They seize control of all of these countries' foreign exchange reserves, and all of the countries I just listed, they have to their national revenue has to be deposited into the bank well the central bank of france mm-hmm. 85% of their revenue has to go to that so bank only keep so fuck your bank so no fuck wonder why these it has to go and we all know how well this videos um pertaining to um how banks make money out of thin air mm-hmm. so when i heard that i'm like okay because now you're making, like, let's say 85% of your revenue. Let's say you sent me $2 million. Bro, $2 million, and I can lo- I can now loan $1.8 million out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Because, one, your deposit is your deposit. It's not mine. And now I just loaned $1.8 million out of thin air. Like, either one is not mine. Now, let's say all 14 of these countries come to my bank. And request all the money that's deposited. I can't. I don't have that liquid cash yeah. on hand. So, if you don't have that liquid cash to validate this numerical value that you have, or that you say you have, then what are you lending? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the article also states that um, if France was to well, if all ties were to be cut between France and these 14 countries, France would dr- drop drastically into a third world state. Third world state. So yeah. this shows, and this is just France. Yeah. France is one of like the top tier white countries. Like when white people first, like the term white first came out, France was one of them. Mm-hmm. Spain, Portugal, they came after. Ireland, they came after. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what about Germany? What about... Belgium. What about right. England? Because mm-hmm. we know England all day. Ter- we know Canada still sends um, uh, money to England on an annual basis. We know the Caribbean countries still send um, money to England on an annual basis Be to, due to them once being colonized by England. Mm-hmm. Right. So this just shows further that these white countries they really don't have shit all they have is a military base to come in and commandeer your government and basically intimidate and 
force you to, you know, do what we want. And this is why it makes sense why when you look at the annual budgeting of majority of these Western countries, majority of their annual budget goes towards military. Then second would be yeah, they protect. like um, research and development yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of science and shit like that. It does not go to the main things like mental health. They close down all these facilities in the hood yeah. and, you know, that's supposed to serve the common people and they've put it towards, you know, um, what's the word? Hmm. Military, like, damn, what's the word? I'll just say settle for weaponry. about America, though. But... Yeah, four, think about that. Yeah, Put that into perspective. Four hundred and forty billion for France. You got all these other, all the other countries that colonize Africa. Exactly. That shit got me thinking. Like China. Yeah, China and got their foot right in. Now, yeah. yeah, China got their foot in everything. That's what I don't know. That's like you ever have a conversation with somebody that's white, or like you just you hear a conversation and then you hear somebody say something like you know. um you know, my people built this country and your mm-hmm. people is only wealthy because off the backs of my people. And, mm-hmm. and then they're like, there's some real validity to that. I mean, besides the fact that they had us as slaves and, and we was doing physical labor and shit. Yeah. The fact that these niggas is still capitalizing. They collecting four hundred and forty yeah. billion dollars. That's the that's the after roughly because it's between four forty and five hundred. That's a lot of money. That's a trillion dollars every two years. That's a lot of money. So son. now we see how you could easily rebuild your cathedral. But what are they that doing with that fire. bread, though? Rebuilding That's what I want to cath- know. Rebuilding cathedrals that are set on fire. Yeah. Remember? Oh, oh yeah. Remember? Um, and it was in France. What was that shit called again? I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what it's called. I don't know how many little boys got raped in there. I don't yeah. know. That's yeah. crazy. But just look at that, though. Yeah, because I got me looking we at... we was to cut ties... We would, would drop to would a crash. third world country. Yeah. So that shows how much of a parasite y'all are. Mm-hmm. I was just, yo, you got to stop doing this. You was going to use parasites? Yes. Mm-hmm. My bad, man. It's the, it's, it's, it's the you don't have, nah, you don't have to stop doing I know, it. I know. I, I have I'm to stop being stop. surprised. I'm not going to stop. Bro. I told you. I got to stop being surprised. I'm not. I'm not. I'm but yeah, when, when you really break it down, <laughs> talking that shit, when you really break it down, right, the powers that be, right? And those people, when you really look at, when you look at people, right, different different peoples, and you look at what they have as far yeah. as like culture, whatever, they all they have is parasitic nature. Yes. That's it. That's but their culture. When with the gentrification of other people's culture, then you can gentrify history and say, oh yeah, we did this, we did that. No, you didn't. If you really, if you really go through the history, you just stole it and plagiarized. <laughs> rewrote it. Yeah. Rewrote it. So yeah. that's what, that's what everything. It, it goes back to just, like you said, knowing yourself. If you know and you're not just comfortable with what is the information that's delivered to you, if you go back, it's like, wait, this don't even make sense. Exactly. This don't even make sense. But yeah, it's I uh, I was when I was in Jamaica last year. Um, it was just a lot of news that like China's just like coming up and buying everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I asked like local Jamaican people and they were like, because with gentrification, people always say, oh, well, it's building the place up, building the place up. But then it's the con- other side of the conversation is who's going to benefit. Exactly. Who's going to benefit? Not the people who, who there because they're not, 
they're not uh, uh, let into like the resources or to this room. Like, are right, we gonna come in here? We have the bread to come in here and do this, but they're not a part of this club. So it's just like, all right, whatever. Even though you lived here, your your heritage, everything, your family is from here, it don't matter. So we're just gonna move y'all out. So my thing is, if they buy, okay, if they buying all this shit, right? Are they buying things that's not already purchased? China? Or are people selling it to them? China? Yeah, yeah, Like, are they just buying land that's just empty and nobody... Or they buying, like... Yeah, like, they're... Because a part of it has to be getting sold to them, right? From people that already... That. For the most part, yeah. It's basically unoccupied. And that's land. my issue. Or government sanction. Like, is it nobody in these communities saying, like, all right, maybe we should, maybe we should withhold this. Maybe we yeah, shouldn't sell see, all this shit to them. There's layers to it. There's one, one is like, because you got to think about ownership, like, just because people in this land, going back to, like, pe- other people, they might have colonized it, they might own this land, but they might right, let you operate. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then two, there's people who... Sharecropping. There's people who you can look at it like self-hate or whatever or an agent or whatever. They just, oh, they see the dollar like, all right, I'll sell you this land. Yes. There's government people who, these are they people, but and that's what's gonna they, fuck making, us up. they making personal, yeah. personal that's what's plays. Gonna fuck us up. I was just going to say like, um, like IMF and World Bank, right? Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, both of these organizations were started after World War II. And it was mainly to... What what they said their goal was? Their goal was to basically aid lands that lands, provinces, or countries that were economically deprived. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to the inception of both of these organizations, the World Bank was always ran by a person from Europe, and IMF was always ran by someone from America. Always. The, the sitting board, the top, was mm-hmm. always, you know, from both of these organizations, right? Yeah, it is for the world, right? Um, with IMF, when they give these loans to, like, Guyana, Jamaica, Trinidad, Barbados, whatever, their stipulation is this. <clears throat> Let's say you're the prime minister and mm-hmm. I give you $60 billion. You cannot use that money to raise the economic level of your country. Mm-hmm. If you do, we're going to paint you as a dictator or whatever. We're going to propagandize the shit mm-hmm. out of you and then come in and kill you mm-hmm. or put you in our prisons. What you do with that money is build infrastructure, privatize infrastructure, mm-hmm. whereas now we benefit off of that because it's an investment. Right. And you sign over your land as collateral because one, we know you can't pay the shit back. Mm. <laughs> so it's a win win for us. We we know we going at the end of the day, we gain in back 60, mil, 60 billion plus interest and we gain in your land while you being fucked in the long run. You're going to look at it and then we're going to hit you like, oh, uh, Prime Minister Terry. Here, this is two million for you and your family. Go mm-hmm. on vacation. You gonna Forget love that. Your eyes yeah. gonna be bright, wide as shit. And majority of these leaders, this is what from Africa, Caribbean, South American, all of them. 
majority of them fall for this. Mm-hmm. This is why they hated Robert Mugabe. This the, he wasn't with that shit. He went to their universities or whatever. He studied. He learned how they think. He learned their tactics. And he went back to Zimbabwe. He was like, we not doing this. And that's when they was like, oh, he's a dictator and this and that. We got to kill him. Multiple assassination attempts on this man. Why? Because he genuinely loved his people. Same thing with um, Muammar Gaddafi. Mm -hmm. Why would we want you to build your country up? Well, build your countries up because now once you do that, the world is going to get went to these niggas been lying all this damn time. Mm-hmm. And these people are really being subjugated. So it's like, nah, we got to be this is good cop, bad cop, but we always got to be the good cop. We could never have this melanated people be the good cop ever. Mm-hmm. We got to create the problem and then act like the solution, like Terry said earlier. That's all it is. Manipulation. And the game is economics. Yep. Mm. But I'm pretty sure France is equated at 440 to 500 billion. I'm, England is 600 billions and up. That's I'm crazy. telling you, I'm telling you, because England got the most colonies on the planet. Mm-hmm. Everywhere that speaks English, that was them niggas. That's where they planted their flag. So what about America? That's where they planted their flag. They still got a grip on America. Yeah. I feel like America is English dumpster. Come on, look at Amer- America. Look at the size of England. Like on a world map, really look at these countries. Look at the size of Europe. Mainly France, Germany, England. Look at the size. Well, first thing you got to do is look at, look up, look up the the most commonly spoken languages on the planet. English, Spanish, whatever. Right now, all these languages derive from Europe. Right. Look at the size of Spain. Look at the size of Europe. Look at the size of France. Look at the size of Germany. Look at the size of. Portugal Mm -hmm. and then look at the size of Brazil you telling me Brazil can't wash Portugal (laughs) one-on-one Brazil is like 10 times Portugal and that's just Brazil that's not even counting the countries in Africa that speaks Portuguese as well that's not counting Dominica and the Caribbean when once you get to this like once you see these like figure out these puzzles and 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 like decode certain shit you're gonna see like these niggas is on some like they They were really on some though hmm? they gotta have the weapons for it though exactly exactly that's the main thing Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is like these european countries were really on some like monopoly but there was no boardwalk boardwalk and park place it was like real countries like real land Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying and we wasn't playing until like, all right, who got the most counted up? All right, game over. Nah, we playing for life. Yeah. This is like my children's 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 children. We playing until we no longer on the planet. Yeah. In the fifties, we gave y'all independence, but yet we, y'all gotta still pay us back. 
when Haiti won its independence in 1804 at the end of the war or whatever, France issued an, an edict saying that y'all got to pay us back for all the damages we endured. Mind you, we went, we waged war on y'all, but because we lost, you have to pay us back. <laughs> For all the fleets you destroyed, yeah, for our embarrassment, because we were the greatest marine slash yeah, navy the at the time power. under Napoleon. Exactly. You got to pay us back for be, for whooping our ass. And then on top of that, we're going to paint you negative in the media. Oh, they do voodoo over there. Oh, they, they worship the devil over there. Oh, they dirty over there. They impoverished. Oh, the earthquake hit them because they're so evil. But we got technologies that can manipulate the tectonic plates under the earth that could cause that earth. earth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we're going to tell the masses that y'all do voodoo. This is why y'all got hit. Mm -hmm. The layer with that is, then it goes to, those are our people, but then our people will look, our, our program and be like, oh, well, I don't mess with Haitian people. Yes. Yes. But it's like, yo. And that's how you kill two birds with one stone. And that's that's the real war. Exactly. Because then it's like, all right, you fight yourself. I don't even right. have to lift a I finger. I'm going to lift a finger. Yep. I was going to say that. It's it's on some finger. legit, like, yeah. Dominique is the light-skinned guy. Being that me and you are brown-skinned, he going to pit the two of us against each other. And it's like them old kung fu movies. I love old kung fu movies. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Netflix. Thank you for putting all them Shaolin movies. So it's like the bad guy, he's sitting back chilling while the two of y'all fighting, exerting all this energy. Mm. And, and whoever wins, I'm going to fight you now one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> when I'm fresh off of Sensu Bean. Yeah. You already you, <laughs> you right, already, already wear it out. You fatiguing all of yeah, that shit. Right. I seen how shit. you move. I seen, I, oh, the that's techniques. your fighting style. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So I'm going to counter with this. Unless you on some real like, all right, yeah, I'm fighting you, but I'm, homie I'm, in the stash, and and I ain't gonna, you I'm know, saving an extra tank for yeah. you. Yeah, I ain't gonna show my big bang attack. <laughs> I'm gonna show this final flash, but I'm gonna keep the big bang attack and final, and, and you know what I'm saying, and the garlic gun and shit. Yeah. To surprise him, if you if that's your mindset, cool. But if it's not, then, bro, both of y'all gonna be ass. Mm. It's chess. That's the only way I could describe it. They playing chess. That's why. That's why I always say, even though it's a lot of demonic shit going on, man, it's and and I got to give credit. These niggas, they playing chess, man. They planned it well. I was saying the same thing. If you're if a person that thinks, yeah, or like are, are, are like, into like tactician type of moves, you gotta be like, yo, yeah. like they got hundred steps because they ahead. don't have the talent. They don't have the smarts. They don't have the the. The mind, they don't have the spirituality on their side. They don't have none of the shit like that we got that we supposed to win, but mm. they they got the the evil conniving techniques. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They use our kindness against us. They got, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We're too forgiving. They know that. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We like, oh yeah, like the Indians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna show you how to hunt. We're gonna show you how to use the the arrow and shit. Mm -hmm. And, you and know then the they come with thing? guns and shit. You know what I'm saying? You know the funny thing? When that pendulum, because it's swinging back. Yeah. When that, pendul when that pendulum swing all the way back and we back where we belong we ain't gonna be so on forgiving. that totem, throw, totem pole, uh -huh. 
there's still going to be black people that's going to be forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Because when people hear how I speak about white people, they will be like, oh, this guy, he's a race breeder, he's a racist. Shit that I really don't care about. Mm -hmm. But they're not really decoding and dissecting the facts. These are people, 99.9% .9 of them, they do not look at history. They, ne they negate it. They neglect it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care about that. You know how many black people tell me I don't care about slavery? Yeah, I don't crazy. care about this. I yeah. don't care about that. You've yeah. been infiltrated. But then you're going to mention Jesus to me. You don't. You just told me you don't care about history, right. but you mentioning somebody that supposedly existed 2,000 years ago. Now, isn't that history? Right. And that's the Hypocrisy, stupidity. Yeah. Hypocrisy, like you always say, conveniency. That's Working the stupidity that yeah. I just can't stand. But that's the funny thing. that There's still going to be apologists and sympathizers after all of this. Oh, well, you know, Mr. John was good to me. Stockholm yeah, Syndrome. Yeah, that's good to right. you, though. Yeah. Not yeah. good to us as a collective. Right. That's, yeah, that's a And gem. this is where, like this is why I subscribe to certain people like uh, Tariq Nasheed, uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, Neely Fuller, Malcolm X. It's like, well, Stokely Carmichael, Khalid Muhammad, Farrakhan. People would look at these individuals as radicals or extremists. Well, more radicals because mm -hmm. extremists would be like Dylan Roof and shit. Like, yeah. You went to the extreme, like you the shot niggas up. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why I rock with these individuals is because they're like, oh, and Dr. Cloud Anderson. They mention things like, okay, you're cool with, okay, there's people like John Brown, the white guy from back in the day, Harper's Ferry Raid, and he took his sons to, you know, as they were abolitionists and they actually attacked a um, Confederate base in Virginia and, you know, killed a couple people. They died, but this was a white guy. He mm. took his two sons on some, like, we're going to free black people shit. Mm. I, I, that's admirable. You know what I'm saying? And we also have, like, the, what, the Jane Elliott, the white woman, she go around telling people to you know she would give like um racism tests oh mm -hmm. how would you feel if oh, yeah, i treated no, you like this you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but their main thing is like yeah these people are cool they speak on your behalf they speak on our behalf or whatever but at the end of the day these are individuals mm -hmm. these are not collectives name one collective ethnic group that ever came to the aid of black people nobody could ever name any of them mm -hmm. it's not the indians like East Indians, it's not the Asians, like Ch Chinese, it's not, it's definitely not white people. <laughs> it's it's only individuals. Mm. But we also have individuals amongst us that, oh, we sympathize for the Jews, we sympathize for this, we sympathize, okay. But we, we climb in the Statue of Liberty because Mexicans are being, you know, divided at the border and shit. We, yeah, we also have our individuals, but at the end of the day, when you look at it on a total, like a, in the grand scheme of things, who is last? Who is clearly being marginalized the most? Mm. And this is when I, if you can't answer that question or if you fail to identify the answer to that question, I really can't mess with you because you're, you're on some coon shit. You're on some oblivious shit. Like, mm -hmm. Not, a, not only are you oblivious, but you don't care that you're oblivious. And that's what I'm just good with. Like, I'm just good. Yeah. I get it. it, it people, it goes back to capacities. I, I'm, 
I, I got past the point to where like it even disrupts me. I'm like, all right, this is how, by design, this is how you've been conditioned to operate. So I'm like, all right, I see it. Yeah. I don't got to kick it with you. I don't got to talk with you because we might not meet, have a meeting of the minds, mm -hmm. but I get it. Now you just got to move out the way. Um, but it's it's like I was having a conversation about like uh, like uh, this black woman told me she doesn't identify with being a feminist. Mm -hmm. I said, why? And she basically said like, and I agreed. I was like, yo, that a lot, not even just the feminist movement. A lot of movements are built off the back of us. So when they get there, it's like, all right, yeah, we're good. We don't need you no more. Y'all deal with what y'all dealing with. Thanks. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But people keep falling for that same thing. It's like, oh, yo, man, it's no, been no. happening. Yep. Um, but they can't answer that question though. They're like, oh, well, uh, they these people got this going on, but yo, you have this going on too. Sweep around your own front door before like- It's a lot of all lives matter shit going on. We be all lives mattering ourselves. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What about black on black crowd? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely heard that and I was just like, bro, do you even understand what the fuck you're saying? Yeah. Like I heard, um, I got- I recently revisited the clip when Kanye West was on TMZ mm -hmm. and he was speaking to Van Layden and he was like, he said some shit like, oh, when white people kill black people, um, it's a big uproar, but when black on black harm happens, nobody says anything about it. And Van had to stop him, was like, that's not true, that's not true, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But the fact that he said that in that type of simple format was like, you don't even understand what you're saying right now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And that's the people that's like, all lives matter. Like, yeah, you know, you don't go, I forgot who said it, said, you don't go to a cancer rally and say, well, what about AIDS? Yeah. I think it was You sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know I, seen a, I seen a tweet like, like you don't go to, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It was something like, yo, you don't go to somebody else's funeral and be like, I've, I felt lost too. Like, yeah. Yeah. My mom died last year. Yeah, it's not that serious. <laughs> but that's the world we live in. Oh man, how y'all feel about what? What are y'all? What are some solutions y'all y'all um y'all ever like pondered on? Like possible solutions in terms of in terms of I'm gonna pick something like specific mm -hmm. in terms of our economic in terms of of the economic disparities here in america like what is some solution of course you know shopping with each other but mm -hmm. like how how would y'all say what are some ways that we could enforce that on like a, a, a on a bigger scale on, on a meal on a more like like keeping the like black you dollar have to, yeah and not spending scale. it and not not falling victim to all these big brands like Mercedes mm -hmm. and uh, maybe um, a lot of things to or like uh, Louis Vuitton, Gucci. Um, you know, just spending just spending money that we don't need to. Maybe maybe gold chains or you mm -hmm. know shit like that. Um, we have to get to a point where we're not seeking validation from anyone besides ourselves, that's and that's even that's even with white people and black people. Because most times we're not even really seeking validation from white people. We trying to get approval from. We trying to be the best nigga. Looks like us, mm -hmm. like the best house. I wanna, nigga. like, I wanna impress Jamal because mm -hmm. I overheard him the other day saying that he want this car. Now, if I get that car, mm -hmm. 
he gonna fuck with me and then he you know what I'm saying but let me add a layer to that though so even with that alright but you gotta think about this the standard how where that's been programmed from it's from them people that's a fact you see what I'm saying so essentially you might not even know but you're trying to like you're fighting to have a seat at, at this table you see what I'm saying but it's like mm -hmm. yo you built the table so why is like I equate it with music like with the Grammys like oh he why do I need these validation you exactly. are the art Exactly. How is these yep. people in these like gonna tell you yep. you are the art? And we already know it's bullshit. We know it. But niggas, we still know get the niggas that though. vote is not. They literally <laughs> owe the white people. They they literally people that's not from the culture, and we still get upset. But when BET come around, nobody's around, go. You don't see Drake there. <laughs> you don't even see Jay Z there. You barely you don't see Beyonce there. Mm. You, you don't see all the prominent figures there. No. You see upcoming people there because they need that that platform. I mean, at the same time, yeah, BET stand for black, and but they sold it to a white person. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like it's like. If there Before, is an award it, you're gonna go source, to, source you're gonna go perfect, to the Grammys and not the, the BET Awards. Then don't go to nothing. Exactly. Don't go to none. That's, Fuck them all. That's how I would be. I'd be like, ah, be like Eminem. Fuck them all. Go to, I'm gonna start my own yeah. award show. That's how I feel. But what your question is, I think this one of the main solutions is in terms of mandatory though. Like how how can we like I, apply it? Like yo, y'all have to. I don't. I'm going to be honest with you because I, I don't really like operating spaces or like how like how can we fix the conditions of masses because masses are sheep. And I'm on I some, agree to that. Uh, some of y'all got to die. Majority of y'all have to die. Yeah. I, I, so I, to wait, answer I your agree, question. Wait, wait. Who, who has to die? Some Our of us. people. Because you're going to hold us back. It wasn't it wasn't all the Haitians yeah. that, that fought in the revolution that actually, you know, won the revolution. got to die, man. The first thing they did before they even fought that revolution was kill all the coons. That's the very first thing they did. Because they know majority is black niggas. So yeah. we got to round up Al Sharpton, Jesse Lee Peterson, all these people <laughs> that we know, like, they have our phenotype, but nah, it ain't, that's not for us. So then to answer your question with that, it's like, I, 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 I'm always going to go back to knowledge itself. Yeah. Because... We can all want these different things, but if your standard is off of like someone else's, like someone else's standard, mm -hmm. yeah. then you're operating in a way to where like you're already stagnating yourself. So yeah. you got to know yourself first, and you got to clear out like I feel like it's, it starts with the the small nuke like the nucleus of the visionaries, and then it trickles down because people uh, people don't think for themselves. Majority yeah, people, yeah, we need leaders. So it starts from, all right, if this is what we're doing, it trickles down. But I don't yeah. think there's any way to, for it to be mandatory because somebody's going to say, all right, well, you want to do this, but it's easier for me to go over here and shop over here. So mm -hmm. why, like, unless you can reprogram or show that person for them to understand the value in it for them, like, I don't even, I don't know how it could be mandatory. Because even even with, like, you see with, 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 with like, clothing lines all the time where it's an uproar or something, but then people go right right back to it. Yeah. You know? Cause it's like all right, after they cool down, Burberry. I've seen so many niggas with there. Burberry hats. Yeah. And, and Burberry um, had the blackface, right? Montclair had the like, Burberry the, black, the black Montclair face, yeah, Prada. Yeah, had the Wait, was it Prada too? Yeah. But it's like nah, was it Prada? No, nah, I don't think it was Prada. It was Montclair, Gucci, Burberry. Yeah, it was those three. Yeah. But the infrastructure is already there. You're already in the muscle memory of doing it. It's like asking somebody to do something else. It's like, ah, uh, it's too much work, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm like, 
there's value in it, but everybody doesn't see it because some people are also like short-sighted too. Yeah. It's like, I might have to spend with you, but in order for you to build this infrastructure for it to actually compete, like I might have to be paying a little bit extra. I might have to go out the way. I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. You're taking me out of that. So I, I'm like, and I don't, I don't think it's I, nuances for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's pessimistic of me. I just think like, Nah, it's not. It's that is not pessimistic at all. It's objective. I really got out of like realistic focusing stuff on the masses. I'm like, yo, whoever's gonna resonate, it resonates, and then as people awaken more and more, then the number will go up. But I'm not. I'm how I operate. I'm not here to save anybody. I'm here to help you save yourself. Yeah, that's it. So what I, what you you talk about or y'all talk about on here, like you said, if it doesn't resonate, that's fine. Yeah, it's it not for you. People, yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah, because whoever it does, it might spark something in them for their passion, for their knowledge of self, and then to go that way. So I don't. As far as mandatory, I I, I wish there was something. Yeah, that'd be because what we have black people have the biggest spending power. Yeah, what yeah. we'd be lit. Yeah, but I don't we do know the dopest shit. So it ain't like we can't find products that's dope. Mm-hmm. We create, we create the culture. We create what's dope. You what's did. your answer? Right, 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 right. I agree with what y'all said, but at the same time, for me, I'm more of like a spook who sat by the door. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. So. Even though I asked this question on our platform, I'm more of like a, we going to chop the real shit off. We going to chop the real shit up off here. Because uh-huh. you never, that's not what, that's another one of our biggest like mistakes. We always want to talk about shit in the open where the shit is easily accessible. Mm-hmm. When niggas had them, them Bretton Woods conference, when they had the meeting in Jekyll Island about the Federal Reserve Nobody knew about this shit. Not even their wives. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Bohemian Grove getaways. We don't know what's discussed at these events. So why is it that we always discuss our most like? I know important moves. Yeah. You know, out in the open, publicly. I mean, it's certain things that we can say to spark the mindsets mm-hmm. to have niggas re- revolutionize the, their thinking processes. But yeah. as far as like the main execution, like strategies, no, we're not going to discuss chess moves in the open. But I just wanted to like see where y'all he- heads was at in terms of that, because I do agree. Like recently I have been on some like, yo, majority of these people are straight up like sellouts. Like I know for a fact, like, if I attain a certain level in terms of like um, notoriety mm-hmm. and niggas came on some like assassination attempts, people would give me up, bro. I know this. I know this. Yeah. And this is why in the Bible, Jesus looked Judas in his eyes and he's like, yo, you're going to sell me out. I know you're going to sell me out. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm your boy. Yeah, I'll rough you, my nigga. <laughs> you're going to sell me out, bro. And mm. so said, so done. That's crazy. Because if that's true, that's crazy. That's what that's what the Bible that's, say. But um, that's, that's I know I know this is how majority of our people are. Mm-hmm. We've been beaten into submission. Niggas is afraid of everything, and this is I can't wait to drop my episode fear on views. Like I'm gonna break certain shit down, like so people can see where I'm coming from. How fear really controls you. 
and stagnates you. And how easy it is to diminish fear. What you have to do mm-hmm. to diminish fear. But um, yeah, fear, bro. Fear affects every fucking thing in your life. Yeah, and most times it's not even like it ain't necessarily correlated with danger. Like danger is yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Fear is just like some figment of your mind. It it can be attached to danger, but yeah. a lot of times it's attached to nothing. It's just your own self doubt. You know what I'm saying? That well, everything, mm-hmm. a job opportunity, you talking mm-hmm. to a girl on the street, you you defending somebody, you you don't want to speak about your job because you might lose it. Yeah, I asked, I forgot what was the situation, but I asked, I asked my manager and I asked another coworker of mine. I was like, damn, what's the situation? But I asked, I was like. My manager, let's say his name is R, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, if R was an open racist, would you work here? And they was like, nah. I was like, I'm just checking the temperature. Because mm-hmm. I, I know some folks, they just like, look, I'm just here to, like, I'm here to get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But the nigga is an open racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, the only reason why you here is because you just another body that's that, that, that that's going to generate income mm-hmm. for, the, for him. the venue. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even if it was... Like, you really need the money. Like, I could have worked nowhere where somebody's an open racist. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's just not the way I'm built. But there are some people out there that, regardless of what it is, that fear for not having a job. And I understand you got a family. I, I understand. But at some point, like, you got to put respect, principles, and integrity above First. above something. Mm-hmm. That's what we went down to. We spoke about the China NBA shit. I'm going to get into it, but... It's the same concept. Like I understand that China is 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 a is a billion is a billion person population. And LeBron James, I know your sneakers sell out there, but come on, you you can't go against human rights because your dollar is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain things you just gotta you got you gotta shut up. Yeah. Or you can't you or stand on it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I feel. I have a question um, based on what you said as far as the concept like with with moves today, like black people basically showing their hand. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because certain people still operate off of like maybe at an older time we needed to have the numbers mm-hmm. and the masses behind it, but today I, like you just need that small group that can make shit shake. I I to answer that, I think that's what why, I think people are still thinking like it's the '60s. We need to march and like have a bunch of people. Shit yeah. is not gonna work. We've yeah, seen not. it fail many fuck, times. I'm not getting bitten by no fucking dog. <laughs> or sprayed by no water. Or I'm not being double crossed by somebody who was an agent that infiltrated exactly. my organization. Exactly. Less is more. Yes. Less and is more. And I was more. gonna use um the movie 300 with Gerard mm-hmm. Butler as a um. You know, as a analogy, like those 300 soldiers were actually a proportion of the actual Spartan army. It's just like the best of the best that mm-hmm. went out and executed and took down all those, you know, rivals. And then the main rivals, like, you know, of course, they ambushed them and killed them. But when in part two, when the full army came out, they squashed the the, the um, Persians. Because why the three hundred did so much damage already? We, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But that's all we really need. It's it's not. 
we have this thing where we think, like you said, we need the numbers. It's just like the David and Goliath. Like we, we are afraid of being outnumbered. We are afraid of things that's bigger than us. Like that's not, that's why they always say black people, we really don't know the power that we have inside of us. This mm -hmm. is why our reading abilities were taken away. Our languages were taken away. Like, bro, <clears throat> law of attraction is not just limited to finance, financial gains. I'm telling y'all right now, this shit is applicable to everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's probably the least fighting thing on my mind. Women, everything. It's mm -hmm. a fact. Mm -hmm. Like it's, bro. It's it's you're familiar with the Orishas, mm -hmm. Ogun, mm -hmm. bro. You have certain problems. You have like. Like, you could be facing suspension of your driving privileges. You play some Ogun music, you meditate, you put yourself in the right state of mind, and then you go before that judge, and you would see miracles. Mm -hmm. Like, no lie. This is no... And this is why they tell us, like, belief and subscription to anything outside of Christianity, that is devil work. That mm -hmm. is devil worshiping. When in reality, these niggas practice this shit that they learn from us, mm -hmm. but they gave us the, the, the Christianity. Why? Because they know black people, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So you give us anything having to do with spirituality or subscribe, subscribing to a divine spirit. We're going to, because yeah. we yeah, inherently we live like that's that's how how we operate. Operate. exactly yeah. so we gonna gravitate mm -hmm. naturally but you've been indoctrinated with this mm -hmm. yeah so you normalized the indoctrination and castrated the natural exactly that's the ultimate checkmate right there to me exactly because your spirit has been commandeered I got been, your spirit. You've been infiltrated. Yeah. Once I got your spirit, I got the vessel. This is why they be like, oh, you, you know, take somebody, control somebody, mind control their body. Like if you, you could be in a relationship, another nigga mack your girl and you, he basically capitulated her mind. He got her technically. Yeah. You, she's just laying next to you, mm -hmm. but that nigga got her. These niggas got majority of your spirits yeah. out here. That's deeper than the mind. Yeah. So that's all it is. Once we come into ourselves and we learn certain shit, like I'm trying to be the. My brother told me something one time. He said one of his goals, and and he he achieved it too. Last time we spoke, well, last couple of times we spoke. He said one of his goals at the time was to align his spirit with his conscious mind. And once that happens, life is effortless. Mm -hmm. I love having conversations with my brother, yo. Like, you know, the the shit is like so fascinating. And and it's like it's like in Dragon Ball Z when Vegeta saw Goku go Super Saiyan, it's like, oh man, I can't wait till I get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you have that thirst for that, for that. That transcendence. Exactly. That and you see the manifestation of it. It's like, man. Then you get there, you go Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3. Ultimate, eventually, ult, uh, until you attain Ultra Instinct. You see what I'm saying? So, we are 
like Terry said, we allow our circum circumstances to define us. And once that happened, you are locking your, you basically lock your spirit in the cellar and shut the door. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yo, we could do so much shit, bro. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not even capping right now. We could do a lot That's of shit. It's very interesting what you said. Aligning this, this spirit with his conscious mind. Another thing is to align your subconscious with your conscious mind. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Because I remember we were talking about um, the subconscious a lot. And I read that book. And I've been, I've been, like, really into subconscious, like, rework. Because your subconscious is always listening and it's programmed by trauma, mm -hmm. um, repetition, and symbols. Yes. So that's everything and everywhere around you. Yes. That's TV. So you, you can be sitting somewhere. Think about it. There's a commercial you know for a product that you don't even buy. Mm -hmm. But you can be like, oh, and you, you could sing the song outright. Yeah. That's your subconscious mind. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that with shit that, from the nineties. Exactly. It's like, yo, how do I know this? Yeah. But it's always listening. But if you're not the one that's programming it, guess what? Somebody else is. Yes. It's always listening. So going back to doing that. So with aligning your subconscious with your conscious is like understanding, all right, knowing yourself. So why do I do the things I do? Why do I respond yes. in a certain way? Is this from a trauma? Or is this from something that I learned that I picked up? Like why 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 do I operate this way? Who right. is in control of my operating system? Mm -hmm. You break that down and you start to do that work and that shit, it takes time. Because I'm currently doing that too. And I, I do that a lot with my meditation and just my everyday life. But when you start to do that and it starts to bring stuff to alignment, like you said, life is just... That's how you decode the matrix. Exactly. And what happened when Neo decoded the matrix? He started stopping the agent's yeah. hand with one hand. He stopped bullets. He started flying at the end. <laughs> He was, life yeah. was effortless, but you yeah. allowed the matrix to con to shape your reality. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I, love that movie. I just work in a cubicle. Yep. I love that movie so much. Facts. I spoke with, this is one last thing I'm going to say on, on this subject, like in terms of the shit that we have the power to do. I spoke with a Mason, right? Mm -hmm. Up there in the ranks, like on some grandmaster, like yeah, legit grandmaster mason right and he told me one of the things initially like one of the practices that he had to do in his younger days was you put it's like you have a jar or a, like a bowl of water right and you cut a little piece of paper right put it it's gonna float in the water mm -hmm. make sure it's still no wind nothing right one of his goals was to stare at that paper and make it move with his eyes without yeah. touching. Like you just staring at it and then you just looking. And as you look, the paper is moving. You look side to side, the paper is moving. People, they'll be like, nah, that's some, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. That to me, when I was told that, it's like this. This is how I interpret it. Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. That paper, that water, everything is energy. That energy inside of your vessel is now extending itself to that paper and causing it to move. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's just how I, you know what I'm saying? 
you could put that's that how in. I defined it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I decoded it to yeah. to be. I could be wrong, but for me, that's what makes sense to me. Yeah, you could compare that to manifestation. Exactly. Yeah, like you making things in your life manifest as far as like you could you compare the paper to maybe a job you want. I want that job to come inside my life. Or I want that woman to come inside my life. Law of attraction. You know, I saw that woman at the bus stop last month. You know, I'm going to see her next week at the supermarket. And I'm going to move her body there because mm-hmm. I, I put my mind to it. And then it happens. Yes. And I recently did that. One of my favorite hip-hop artists, most Duff. I had the courtesy of taking him to the Roots picnic over the summer. Mm-hmm. Recently, I had him as a client again. This time we actually chopped it up on some one-on-one shit, you know what I'm saying? Like talking about random shit. And then eventually, as I'm driving him to the to his destination, I was like, like I made a, and like I did this before, but I, I reverted to it. I was like, yo, starting now, like this is like a week ago. I was like, whatever the first thing that popped in my head again, I'm back on this type of time. I'm adhering. As I'm driving now, like the conversation had died down. I'm driving and my 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 mind was like, well, my spirit was like, yo, if he tip you, t- propose a, a, a proposition. And the proposition is instead of the tip, I would greatly appreciate it if you listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. our content, and leave an honest review. Mm-hmm. Now, when I, I I manifested it and it, everything played out well, whatever. He was like, you can still have the tip. I'm going to do that. Yeah, no problem, bro. We chopped it up, gave me his email so I could send all the links. And my main thing is like, I said that, like, I came to that conclusion because it's like, one, I don't want you to think that I value money more than, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Anything else, like. My main thing is content. This content. This mm-hmm. this content could bring us hundredfolds of what you're giving me. Yeah. So in addition to that, it's like once again, everything is energy. I'm attracting positivity with this. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know if I'm drifting, but I just yeah, wanted I to like prior to me having him again as a client, I had told certain people, like certain close people, I was like, I'm gonna we gonna cross paths again. I'm mm-hmm. not sweating it. Mm-hmm. Because the first time it wasn't the right environment. Yeah. yeah. His family was there. There was too many people. I don't wanna be like, yeah, Yo, you know a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my nigga, I'm going over my lyrics for, I'm about to perform and shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. life is not about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Drive yeah. the fucking car and shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? But like I just wanted to share that. Like, yo, if anything, if there's a listener out there, like viewer, like if there's anything that you wanna attain, just put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. And envision yourself doing it or holding whatever it is or being wherever you want you envision yourself being within time. Of course, one of the key things is hard work and discipline. You have to be disciplined because you just can't envision the shit and it's going to fall in your lap. No. Right. But hard work and discipline and you want to attain anything like no lie. Yeah. 
Especially depending on what it is. They equate it to like the paper. Like, all right, so you want a house. That's a big piece of paper to drag across this water. Exactly. So it's going to take time. Um, well, it's going to take discipline and yeah. investment, I should say. It's going to take more than just you thinking. Like, yeah, one yeah. time. I want, the, I want a five story. But what, <laughs> what came to mind when I first heard that, it's like, this is why I'm, I always say, like, they show us what we... They show us the truth in movies, but they will write it off as fiction or science fiction. Mm -hmm. Look at the movie Matilda. I've never seen it. You never, never seen, seen Matilda? Matilda? Nah. That's a classic. Oh, you know nah. She had like she had I don't like. I think I've never seen it. Psychic if I did, powers. I was young. Telekinesis powers, yeah. She if I did, I was young. I don't remember. She you would stare at a jar seen it or a clip at least. She would it. stare at a jar and it would be like and Shake until it. it like lifts up. I or always believed people could do that. Always. And then I would tell folks and they'll be like, Not Chris Angel. They can't do that shit. I mean, maybe, maybe not him, but like I always believed that. Like even since young, I always believed in the mind's a very powerful thing. Even before I understood what law of attraction is, I know manifestation meant meant I was young. I'm like, there's folks that like I always understood that okay, if we if it's true that we only use up to ten percent, then what is niggas doing with the other that. ninety? I was and I'm just, just an average person. There are people that are above average mm -hmm. in their mind and what they do. So if somebody's at fifteen percent, twenty percent, I'm pretty sure they're doing things that we can't do right now. Yeah, it's just it's just common sense. Mm -hmm. Why would somebody that has twenty percent be doing the same shit I'm doing with my mind? It it just doesn't make make sense. So like little shit like that, but not tough for they be like, no, that's crazy. You can't move a cup. I'm like. Why is that so like out of out of your realm? Like, yeah. of, of you know what I'm saying? Because you don't understand what the mind could do. You just you, you just live in physical. Uh, yeah, I'm just you know I could grab this and shit. But yeah, I firmly believe that shit for sure. Cause I look at that like, are you ever out? Cause I I even operate like, yo, this is just a vessel I'm in, but this isn't me. I have yes. a higher power, higher source. So whatever, I, like that source is like orchestrating all of this. So if I want something, it's like all right, I send, I bring it to the line, send it up. Mm -hmm. And if you know, like, I'm not my circumstances, so I, I may not have what I want. That right mean, now. Right yeah. now, that doesn't mean I can't have it. Exactly. Right. But if I, it starts with your mind, because that's the connection. So if I'm in my mind with the dogs, like, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that, then, like, that's the truth. So you sabotage yourself. yourself. You close the door on yourself. Yeah. That's, um, before we end it, you got any more? Topics? Nah, that was the last topic. I want to say one more thing because that goes into what you just said when you said, um, like, if you keep telling yourself you ain't going to get it, you're not going to get it. That's like, for a big part of my life, even when I was younger, I believed in, like, bad luck. Me too. I was like, I always was like, damn, bro, some shit's always happened to me, bro. Like, mm. what the fuck? Like, some shit's always happened to me. And then at some point, I was just like, Maybe if I keep saying this shit, like it's gonna keep happening. Cause yeah. maybe I'm putting myself in that mindset to like prepare for it. Yeah. And and in that mindset of preparing for something bad to happen, I'm not in the mindset of preparing for something good to happen. Exactly. So I'm not opening up my life to more opportunities. I'm opening up my life to more shortcomings and whatnot. So it may seem like bad luck, but nigga, you the one causing it. You focusing on the glass half half yeah. empty. And I ain't gonna lie, when I was younger, I used to that was like my thing. Yeah, I was known for that in high school. Like super, like like, like, like always, Mr. like pessimistic. Why oh no, that's me? just like T. That's just his bad luck. Like oh, oh, oh. Wow, I would, really? Because like, wow. I would go around like yo, damn, y'all have the worst luck. But yeah. then I reframed it. I'm like yo, when you start learning about law of attraction, it's like yo, one like I could be pulling this energy to me because yeah. I already expect it. it's already in the front of my brain. Two, yeah. when you when you start to learn about like 
like karma and stuff, it's like, all right, one, you're not your circumstances. So you can want something greater than where you're at in your circumstances, but these things might happen. But I already, I got out like good and bad. So something might happen, but I reframe it like, oh, this happened, but look what it taught me. Right. So this could be a lesson that I needed in order for me to get to where I want to go. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't, I have the greatest luck and I I could get shot or whatever. Like this is how it, how it go for where I'm going. And that's just how I move off of just tunnel vision with just knowing myself. Right. So I know where I'm going. Can't nobody tell me. You get, all right, whatever. But you can't you can't move me off my pivot. Yeah. You yeah. can't. So I used to, high school, I was known like, yeah, that nigga got bad luck, bro. <laughs> I would just say like, yo, why this happened with girls, my money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, right, it Must right. be your luck, bro. Right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you right, bro. I just got bad luck. Yeah, I got a black cloud over me. Black cloud, like, I don't yeah. know. I stopped saying that though. I was like, all right. Yeah, I was kind of like over. that too. Like, why me? Why me? Like, why this happening? And it was nothing really bad. Like, my life has always been like, mm-hmm. I've never really been through a lot of, like, I'm super fortunate. Mm-hmm. Super. So, like, looking back, I'm like, why the fuck was I tripping like that? And But then, like, once you get, like, a sense of gratitude, like, I, right, you may not get that bitch, but you alive right now, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> like, like, okay, okay, you didn't get those pair of sneakers. You missed the release, but. You got sneakers yeah, though, you have, like you, gotta, you know what I'm saying. You like feet, bro. you got a yeah. house to live in. Your mom's alive. That's alive. Like whatever, all this extra shit you want that's not really a necessity. Mm-hmm. You got all you need. As long yeah. as you got clothing, and you got time to always attain it. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. The, you got clothing. Key too. You healthy. Your family good. All this extra shit is extra. You got mm-hmm. time and everything's. This podcast is extra. Yeah. Long as I'm alive, these clothes is extra. This house is actually, I could have been in the one bedroom. Mm. Long as I'm 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 alive and shit, because niggas ain't work up today. Once you realize that, it's like, all right, that bad luck shit is trash. Yeah. It's good luck for life. It's all in my mind. Right. But I think that's it, man. Yeah. Yo, my guy. Appreciate you. I look forward to, to having this guy on. I look we gotta forward have to him on more, more often. That's why so. I told him, I was like, yo, whatever time I'm gonna make it happen. Like yeah. I don't care what I gotta do. We really get into the mind. Yeah. yeah. Cause if y'all notice, like towards the end, I wasn't really speaking. Cause I'm literally like I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm I feel just like that's absorbing. how it is for all of us. I don't want to talk. I'm just like this. This mental nose. You're like, not the I, only one, man. Yeah. And then even if even if I'm aware of what y'all saying, I'm never the type of person that's like I know that already. Yeah. I'm a I'm a rehear it again. Yeah. What you said? I'm gonna rewrite it again. I wrote that the other day. I know we're about to end it, but. I forgot what I saw, but so um, oh, it was a vid, it was a video of something, and I wrote, you know, for all the know it alls out there, you know, it's okay to zip your mouth and mm-hmm. actually listen yeah. to shit. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. so many folks, it's like they they know it alls. Like, all right, oh, I know that already. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in narrow marketing, and then I was uh, like, I had like uh, like mentors, and we go like seminars and whatnot. One thing they always said was like. And it's true, like the folks that think they know it all is like you kind of closing your mind to yeah. learning new shit. Because even though I may know that, I may not know every context. I may not know every variable. I mean, you in of it exactly. Yeah. So I'm blinking my mind out of that shit. I understand what y'all saying, mm. but I don't want to talk. Yeah, what you said, Abdallah, mm. and we hear every day. Yeah, he repeating some of the same things. Uh. 
I'm, I still want to hear it because the mm-hmm. first time you hear some shit, it ain't going to stick the first time. True. Yeah. Me not for me. My memory is trash. I need I to hear it. <laughs> I'm like, what you said? I bet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just yeah. want to say that. True. I enjoy this. Yeah, same here. Always. This. Always. Y'all keep doing y'all shit. For sure. Everybody check sure. this shit well. out. You feel me? And um, we're gonna put the link to all his shit in yeah, the bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, them hits, music. Man. Oh yeah, I got like a lot Twitter, of music coming. Everything for so far this year. For um, sure. I got a lot of music coming, so I yeah. appreciate y'all giving me the platform to talk about that too. Because yeah. um, sometimes that's needed, and sometimes people aren't even afforded that in music. Like somebody, like a platform to actually just talk about it, not just put music out. So I appreciate right. that, and I appreciate what y'all do because it's like it's genuine. You know what I'm saying? It's off of like our own experiences mm-hmm. and it's it's from a place of truth. And y'all bring people up here out of respect for their context for what they do and they're around. And it's kind of like not just bringing somebody else into y'all world. Y'all like dive into other people's world. We respect, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's always appreciated. For sure. And there you have it. Thanks for listening. Bang.